All right. All right. Coming to you live on W. I, was I too loud on the last one? I don't think so. Okay. How's this? Is this, is this the perfect part? Yeah, you're good. Right here. Yeah. Right on. It's always like, uh, you know, it's hard for people to judge. It's weird because I notice so many people when they first start, they'll get super loud and the louder they get, the closer to the mic they get. And then when they get softer, they'll pull a mic away and you're like, that, it's, that's the opposite way. Yeah. Do it the opposite. Dumbass. I mean, cool guests that came over and spent their time here for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, cool guests. Yeah. Dumbasses. Mm-hmm. I call them dumbasses out of love. Not like, uh, you know, that I, I really hate them inside. No, you're better than I am, dude. Mm-hmm. I just, I just think most people don't. Right. I was thinking about other podcasts that I could do, you know, besides the ones that I already do, because of course, why not do a third or whatever, you know? Right. 17. That's right. What do you do for the week? Oh, I do 18 podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I'll make no money. Yeah. <laughs> Combined total, I lose $34 a month. Exactly. <laughs> no, but I was thinking, wouldn't it be so cool as if you did a podcast where the, the prerequisite was that is we have sex before the recording and then the podcast is all about us talking about the sex we just had. Oh, I don't know if this is be my first Me Too moment. I'm like, oh, is this happening? Is Not this going you. on? Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, I would just, you know, hit up girls that I want to have sex with and then say, hey, let's talk about it and let's have a podcast afterwards. I just threw up on international television and it feels great! Did that work? I don't know. I mean, maybe there, there's enough people like depending on if you had like Rogan ratings, I'm sure that would work. Yeah, I could just do celebrities that were single. Yeah, and, and just, just like, like hey, they're gonna get by like, the way, we're fucking before, but yeah, we're, we can talk couple, about all of it later. This is, is going to get a couple million downloads. It's yeah. definitely it's going to it's going to boost you up on social media. And it would be like all uh, you got to do is fuck <laughs> me, and we can talk about it. And like people like later would ask me like, what was your reasoning for getting into this podcast? It's like because I wanted to have sex with celebrities. <laughs> So that's what you sit around thinking about all day. Like, how can I fuck celebrities? Mm-hmm. But do it in a way where it's like, I'm not doing it just because I want to have sex with you. Would it's it be like, a video I'm doing podcast? it for art. Mm-hmm. Would you do like a video cast of it? Uh, no, but we could maybe record the audio. Oh, that would be You know, so it could, uh, you know, still prove that we did it. Just a bunch of crying and sex noises all <laughs> Am I mm-hmm. famous? And like, oh, I thought this was going to be better. Yeah, save it for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about this later. Yep. Uh, I always feel like sometimes, uh, I don't know, I think of a lot of obviously like weird and perverted and stupid things that like, you're like, why did I say that later? But I never regret it. And most of the time I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> That's my problem too. I say too much and I, I don't remember half the shit I said to people. Yeah. So when someone's upset, I'm like, what, what, what was that for? Right. I've had a few people that have come up to me recently and like have had like beef with me. And it's like, what? Really? People have beef with you? Well, not beef, but definitely have like, oh, I was well, like, like, do that. that. And I'm, I'm like, I, did, I said that? Oh, dude, there's some very, are you talking about comics in general? Mm-hmm. I don't understand the oversensitive comedian. I don't get why people don't understand. Like, if you're in comedy and people are breaking balls with you, that's that's like a culture, right? Isn't that the, yeah. com- the comedian culture? Like, you're, you're going back and forth. You're just, it doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's almost a sign of trust is what it is. Right. I remember when I first started, yeah, a lot of people would give me, you know, just rip on me or whatever. And, I, mm-hmm. and it took a while to be like, oh, yeah, that's just people – that's just the culture around here. Now, some people might be malicious about it, but I don't care about that. <laughs> right, 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 right. I don't know. Like, I I just uh, – I think it's weird because I do think it's, like, obviously one and the same person. Like, that, like the same person that wants the validation of strangers mm-hmm. is also going to be very sensitive to, like, what – individuals might say to them oh absolutely most comedians <laughs> are high self-confidence low self-esteem right yes you have the confidence to get on stage but god forbid it goes wrong or you don't like something and like well tell yes. me why 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 mm-hmm. or uh you know 
why doesn't this one com- comic love me just as much as the audience or whatever right or <laughs> why I do yeah and i don't know i hate, it's weird it is like a, a weird competition but not like i don't feel like i'm like competing with anybody but i do feel like uh it is you know i'm sure it's natural to have people think like why is this person getting on the show? Blah, blah, blah. Dude, that's, it's, it's, I'm so much better. <laughs> that is the biggest venom in comedy, and it, it doesn't help you to do it. And every, yeah. every comic's guilty of it. Mm-hmm. You'll see a flyer like, oh, that motherfucker get on that show. And then it's, it has nothing to do with you. Nope. It really doesn't. <laughs> and the, and it, it's not, and most of these shows you see people on, it's not advancing them anywhere. And it's, it's just a show they did, or they figured out a way to get on, or they had a connection. Do you have yourself being like hit up by a lot? Of promoters, or do you feel like you're hitting up promoters more? I feel it's a good 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hit up uh, – well, my problem, too, is I hit up, I think, too many people to mm-hmm. the point where I almost feel like I'm bugging them sometimes. So I, I put myself on the three- to four-month rule. Like, I'll hit up a booker, and if, if they don't do anything, I'll hit them up again in a couple months. Because mm-hmm. myself, like, I run a couple of shows, and there are those people that will hit you up once a week. It's like, dude, like, I didn't have spots open this month, and I'm not going to have spots open next week. So right. it's – Right. Yeah. So there's – but uh, it's, yeah, it's I've hit up certain bookers sure. and haven't heard back in, like, two to three months. Well, yeah, and that's my problem, too, is especially like and like I'll, I'll put out a flyer for a show it's again it's just a bar show in Orange County it, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean shit it's just their fun shows right Right. some cash usually a couple of drinks and some people like to laugh at jokes at these shows but I'll put out a flyer and then within the next day I'll have like 30-40 people in my inbox like hey dude I saw you do the show and I'm like I don't get to all of them and mm-hmm. sometimes they just because it just it, I just don't have time to get back to all of them I feel like a dick I usually try to answer them and be like hey man you know and like, do you try to like put certain acts together certain people together like oh, oh this person absolutely. will go well you, you, with this other that's that's you yeah i mean and that's that's the one thing too like there's certain people who have told me early like your act won't fit this room and i started seeing stuff like that there's certain acts i'm like oh the audience won't appreciate this kind of comedy then mm-hmm. like, i probably shouldn't but i mean why would i set somebody up for failure why am i going to put somebody in a room where like i already know this type of comedy that you do this crowd doesn't like it we've right. tried it here before right. why would i have you come out to the show and bomb your balls off that's not good for you it's not good for the crowd would you ever tell the comic hey I'm all about putting you on, but just don't do this, this, and this. Well, that, that's the nice thing about having. Well, no, I, I, I would never tell a comic not to do certain jokes. Obviously, like you know, hate speech is shitty. Right. Probably, probably not use dropping an M bomb or something like that. But that's to me common sense. But I, I don't think a comic should be censored. I feel like if people always try to do that with just saying it's a PG thirteen mic. It's like we're trying to tell well, you PG thirteen. Stay away from the certain- word. I mean, if you go by the industry standard, PG thirteen means I can say the word fuck once mm-hmm. or shit. Or I could still talk mm-hmm. about sex. Yeah, I could talk about sex as long as I don't but say I have the to word call pussy. It whoopee. <laughs> yeah, whoopee. Or instead of saying pussy, say lady business or or my man meets or my right. junk. Or yeah. we were making love. Yeah, making love. <laughs> Welcome to This Comics Life. This is me, your host, T. Williams, a.k.a. Daryl Williams, a.k.a. Dumbass, a.k.a. Dude that's hanging out with another dude that's also white and bald and has a beard and looks fairly somewhat like me if we were uh, far away and you didn't have your glasses on. You look like my goal weight. Right. That's Thanks. what's going on. Wow, that's a And by the way, bald is balding graciously. I still have some right. fuzz up top, bro. And I'm speaking about Matt Cole. That's me. Yeah. Matt Cole. 
Do you uh, always feel like you were like Matt Cole? Is that like your genuine, true Christian name? Yeah, Matt, Matthew James Cole, if you guys want to look me up. Mm, okay. my social security number later. <laughs> I always talk about people, like especially at the beginning, about you know, their names and how they chose those names. Obviously, it's most of the time it's because it's just their name. <laughs> well, I found out earlier uh, this year that I almost had to change my name if I wanted to pursue comedy because there's a guy named Matthew Cole, but he goes by mm. Matthew Cole Weiss, who's a stand-up. Okay. So I think Matt Cole, I think I'm the only one still just trying to use that name to be a stand-up comic. Right. Um, I found out through this podcast there's a, another Daryl Williams that's in Great Britain. Oh, but he goes by Darrell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he goes by Daryl Williams the third. Have you hit him up? Does he have like have you like your name and stuff? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he knows me or anything, but I, I did play a clip of his. But he is just another open mic comedian. Oh, really? That's just over in, you know, I just, I literally just Googled Daryl Williams comedian just to see what happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and his name popped up. And I was like, what the hell? I'm the only Matt Cole comic. If you go out there, Matt Cole comedy is the mm-hmm. only one there. But if you do put in Matt Cole, there is the famous gay porn star Matt Cole. Awesome. And I found out about that because my mom actually Google searched it. She what? was looking up her kids one day. And <laughs> and then she thought it was you? Yeah. And I was like, like mom, if I have abs and a rocking cock like that, I, <laughs> I would be doing gay porn too. Probably, man. I'm yeah. sure you get a ton of money. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he works well. Gay for pay stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's mostly gay guys that are in porn or that way? They're not really gay? or I don't know. Honestly, I don't know enough about the industry. But uh, from what I hear, like the ones that get paid the well are like the dudes who like have like a wife but get like sucked off by dudes for money mm. like they don't get taken the ass they like fuck other dudes or something right 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 uh, i don't know so that, I don't that, be, that just makes you a top mm. can you can you get paid to be a top is that what it right is? i wonder how much the guy that gets the blown what he really gets paid and like do you think the guy that does the blowing gets paid more i don't know that's because he's doing most of the work you would think right, right yeah i mean but the dude that's getting blown probably has the better dick I don't know how that works, but I, I, mm. I, but that is a valid point. <laughs> yeah, let's figure is, it is out. There, that's true. Like, is there a giant wage gap in gay porn between like tops and bottoms? That is something to find mm. out later. Mm. We have to research that. Well, I feel like, like I know in regular porn, girls get paid more than guys. Of course. I feel like there's not a lot of average sized dick though in porn. There's not enough average dick. There's um, like way obviously. Let's always like let's get the biggest dicks we can find nowadays. That's true. And the but it's uh, like the, I'm from '90s porn genre, so yeah. everything I used to be able to look at porn and be like, oh, I can relate to that dick. That would be mine. Now it's like the dick's so big, the guy isn't even in frame anymore. I'm like, what are we watching here? That is too much. <laughs> that is too much dick. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, it's still gonna be like watched. But I am like, I can't relate to that dick. That doesn't. But I understand though, like certain dicks can only like do certain positions like if you have like an average dick it's like you're not going to do that one yeah like, you're not doing cartwheels mm-mm. you're not holding her up oh yeah yeah hold it and like, slamming down mm-hmm, yeah dude yeah not if you got happen. a belly to fucking block that mm-hmm. now you're not getting in there at all or like yeah she's literally hanging upside down blowing you i've had that really yeah 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 that's amazing and they like so like it's a standing 69 position mm-hmm. yeah, that was years before the belly though yeah that makes sense i could probably do that but it would need to have like a hoist or some sort of like rig oh cause, oh yeah yeah well she wasn't a very large girl or anything well that would help too <laughs> i would uh say that not all of the women that i've slept with have been uh underweight no dude i uh i, I teeter on this the the middle Mm-hmm. I like I like a healthy thick girl. Are you talking about her belly? You like that, teeter that's, on that's, it? That's what I do, man. Yeah, we play teeters on it. Yeah, <laughs> I try planking on it, and I just go awesome. slide to slide. That's what it is. That's how, how, is that, that, that's how you're supposed to get laid. Yeah, is that not it? But you're yeah, making a belly button and teeter back and forth. I thought that's how you have sex. Is you teeter into her vagina? <laughs> right. That's that's how I was taught. Man. <laughs> I feel like though, uh, no, there's like certain moves like that. Yeah, I feel like that was something I did in my 20s. Not now. <laughs> what teetering? <laughs> yeah, teetering. Okay. No, but yeah, the upside down holding. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, no, no, dude, no, no way, no way am I doing that now, dude. Thirty-eight, not 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 a chance. No, dude, I, I go missionary doggy, and occasionally I'll let you get on top. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. No, but it's going to still like be amazing and rock your world. Oh yeah, but that's that, but because that, that's the only way. That's I can't do like some like flying Dutchman <laughs> or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> uh, do you do you have a lot of like any sex bits on? I do. On your I, I do. I do have some sex bits. Um, but mo- mostly they just. It's not like oh, this is my. You know, I, I my clothes are forever and not forever for like a year and a half is. Um, and it's only like on dirtier shows, but you know, I got a bit where I talk about a, a lady of size, uh, a thicker girl that sat on my face and I couldn't breathe. I talk about that. <laughs> um, I talk about, yeah, I do talk about dating and hooking up and uh, mm-hmm. this last chick that I was in a relationship with for a bit. You know, there, 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 there are things I talk about. My, I'm not a clean comic by any stretch right. of imagination, but I, I do talk about unique sexual stories that have happened to me instead of just like your generic, like, so pussies and dicks. I don't, I'm not doing <laughs> Have you ever, hey, you guys ever, ever fucked a vagina? Yeah, right? <laughs> no. no, the penis goes in the vagina, right? That's how that works. <laughs> I feel like uh, I used... Yeah, I think a lot of most of my act right now is uh, a lot of dating stuff. A lot of things. Mostly, like, things that went wrong. Not necessarily sex-related, but um, definitely. I, I do talk about dating and trying to get into it, and then... But most of you know, it's... I don't spend... To me, I think the Again, it's not that it's been overdone, but I just see it so much where I'm like, ugh. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really do the Tinder jokes. I have a, mm. a joke making fun of Tinder, uh, mm. Tinder jokes, and then I go into... You know, talk about... But, you know, I try to make it... Relatable dating in your thirties, yeah, you know, some stuff like that. How you actually meet people in your thirties and what what dates are really like, but not. I don't do a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It's in there though. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. Like it's like interesting how certain bits. Um, I, I start and then it gets a good response, so I start doing it a lot. But then obviously you kind of get burnt out by them. Well, but, yeah, you got to change it up. And then I try to do other bits, but then I start seeing that those bits aren't working as well. So then it's like, well, I got to just keep doing the bits that are working well you, you know it'll mix it in mix in a bit that hasn't been working in the middle somewhere mm-hmm. right i mean don't isn't the big thing and again this is just from listening to other comics that have been talking about doing this for the past 40 years but like open strong finish strong totally right so have, have a solid opener have a solid closer and depending on the time you know you can fit a new bit in try to get it work mix and match the order of your jokes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i just had to do that recently because I, I the one thing i did want to talk about is uh getting pulled over dui stuff mm-hmm. and i was telling my story up front and I found telling someone else's story and then following my story after that to show like the how how, how lame mine really is compared to like like the top of the line. It actually works better in the progression and gets bigger laughs that way. Right. That that can work. I could see that. And it almost in a weird way, yeah, I feel like a lot of comics see success like kind of doing maybe not necessarily like, you know, look at me, hey, I'm I'm this type of person, but doing a self deprecating joke at the top. Self deprecating. It's something there. that happened like that went poorly f- to you to like get you on to get the audience on your side quickly. Yes, it does. Like or uh, somehow diffusing. I mean, especially if you like you have my look or your look or there, you just don't look like your normal person. Mm-hmm. Diffusing that, like, yeah, I get it. I know I look like. Now these are my jokes because mm-hmm. you know you you do have to. That is something you have to do, and especially you said earlier, like if you're not, if they don't know who you are, if you're not famous enough, you know, if you're just you know comic number two to them mm-hmm. on the lineup. You got to address the way you look. You got to get them on board for your jokes before you can go into it. So yeah, that's why I always like kind of initially wanted to like have uh, jokes about my name because when I first felt like when people would hear my name, they would be like, "What? That doesn't look like a uh, the person that I was expecting." Yeah, Daryl Williams. You think you're getting a cool ass black dude? Instead, mm-hmm. you're getting you on stage, man. The first right. time I said like, someone's like, "Oh, this dude, Daryl Williams." I'm like, "Oh, what's up? Is he mm-hmm. cool? Is there a lot of mm-hmm. Def Jam? What's going on? <laughs> Does he have a big dick?" <laughs> yeah, what's going on? right? <laughs> Oh man, could you imagine? <laughs> and then you showed up in blackface, and the whole night got weird. That's mm-hmm, what happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I've kind of incorporated my name into this bit where I sent a girl a dick pic through the mail, and it wasn't my dick. It was just the first person that I googled when I said 
Daryl Williams' penis. Is that for real? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Google that later. I just want to see what Daryl Williams' <laughs> penis looks like. I mean, it's probably not exactly the first one, but it's definitely Was it all like, not it all like soft and fucking flaccid looking? <laughs> and you're like, just thinking of you. Yep. It was definitely a big black dick. Oh, it was for real? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. I did really send it to her, though, in the mail, though. You really mailed her a dick pic, yeah, a big black cock in the mail. Is that considered? Is that a hate crime now? How does that work in California? Uh, I don't know she, how that works. I mean, we were friends, so I mean, we were friends. Yep. Not she, after that, she was cool with it. She uh, was. Did she frame it? Is it like next? It's yeah, it's like, on her. It's on her fridge. Picture family. Here's my buddy Daryl, and there's his big black dick right there next to him. Exactly. It's and like it, the biggest of the pictures too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Was it a monster? Was it pretty veiny? Yeah, it was definitely like you know, it looks like one of those like it's hard, but you, it's so hard that. It's still kind of flaccid. Oh, so was, was it uncut? <laughs> uh, I think so, probably. Oh, that's, that's I didn't really like, you know, give it that much detail. Well, then why are we look? talking about it? I need a description. <laughs> I need to. Dis- <laughs> uh, I'll show you the what it said. I don't know. Maybe later. Does it look like it had been used recently? Was it glistening? Yeah. It was. Oh, okay. It okay, definitely cool. looked like it had just been in a pussy. Okay. Cool. For sure. Uh, I do feel though, like uh, where when we were talking about also uh, like uh, dick jokes, I, I think that is kind of like par for the course when you're first starting out. Uh, there's a lot of things because, uh, especially when you're in, you when you say just start in open mics, you're not getting laughs. It's no. it's you're you're just trying to get through three, four, five minutes on st- stage time. Yeah. So you what you do is you I, at least again I'm talking from my experience and what I've seen out there is you start kind of mimicking what gets reactions in rooms. Yes. So when I started, you know, it was the dick jokes. This is my rape joke. This is my abortion joke. This mm-hmm. is what I you know, and and you're getting groans, but you're getting some sort of reaction to it versus laughter. <laughs> And then eventually you start learning how to tell jokes to get laughs, and then you start working with that more than... Yeah, and then it tends to go away from the dick jokes, or at least the, j- the dick jokes become funny. Yeah, you it's... actually have a funny dick joke. Now. <laughs> right. now look at my dick! It's just mm-hmm. like, this is mine. Well, I think, I feel like, and we talked about maybe this before, where a lot of early things, it's just a premise that you have. Like, there's no punchline. It's not a joke. You just, like, well, that's bring the, up that's the word thing. dick joke, and you're like, uh, that's not funny? Like, I said the word dick... <laughs> well, at this level, that's what open mics are still for, man. It's to take that premise that you think might and go work it out on stage somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we usually a, a dive bar, a rowdy bar, a coffee shop. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, are there any good mics? Right. Uh, I mean, at most, maybe clubs. I mean, I would assume they have decent comedy clubs. Yeah. Like Ice House, I've heard, has a oh, decent House, yeah, open had, mic. Had a, had a Wednesday one. Mm-hmm. I guess Irvine has Umami, which is the, the right. patio in front. That one's all right. Three minutes, PG thirteen. Shout out mm-hmm. Friendly Frank, one of the funnier comics here. I see. <laughs> I remember going on that the first time I ever went there. It, f- Friendly Frank, he's amazing. He went on stage talking about, yeah, you can't say this, you can't say that. Don't worry about anything else. And then as soon as I went on stage, I was doing the, I did the bullet. I literally went like, "Hey guys, what's up, fuck?" Or something. Hey fuckers. I said something like, "Fuck it." I said "fuck" in the first two or three sentences, and he just put his hand like. Literally, like <laughs> he's like, man, I just said, I just said, like, <laughs> and it literally didn't. It didn't matter. It doesn't. But it was like, oh yeah, what are, you, are they going to write a bad that? Yelp review and <laughs> to speak to a manager? Get the fuck out! Of here. Yeah, I still, I still killed. <laughs> you, you still killed? Yeah, is that what it yeah, is? No, it's all good. That was my first merch, is I used mm. to bring coasters and bottle openers with my stuff on it. <laughs> I haven't really thought about merch lately, uh, but I do remember having an early bit saying, like, I don't think I'm going to make it in comedy because I don't know how to make t-shirts. And I feel like uh, 
a lot of people have t-shirts when you're like four months in and you're like dude you don't even have you don't uh, even, catchphrase yet. yeah you don't, yeah i don't understand the t-shirts <laughs> plus i mean to me it's a lot of overhead i mean unless totally you got to have every size you got to mm-hmm. have uh you know multiple fabrics and colors and all no, this other i was bullshit. i was not one of those orange county comics that called it an album recording <laughs> but right. last year i did record 50 minutes it was a good set so i took that and made audio so i have road cds mm-hmm. like, I, like i'll sell mm-hmm. but for a while, it was just keychains and coasters, like a package with the had like Mackle comedy bullshit on it. Not even, right. not even a, um, <laughs> not even like a, a, a phrase. I had uh, a, a comic recently tell me that I should start making T-shirts with the word "cunta" on it. Cunta? Yeah. Oh, because of your joke? Yeah. About yeah, the fem- there's no there's Mexican no word, word for, for cunt. cunt. Yeah. yeah, you can't say "cunto" because the female band is a. <laughs> Guys, do any of you speak Spanish? Uh, I've been recently learning Spanish, like, you know, on the streets, not formally, but I recently found out uh, that chismosa means gossip. Do any of you guys know what chismosa out there? Mm -hmm. Right, right. So funny how, like, you know, one word can mean such, like, something different, like, all along, like, I, for 10 years, I thought cheese mosa meant, like, a great, delicious cheese dip that got me drunk. <laughs> like, I would hear girls, like, at a Mexican restaurant go, mira, I said cheese mosa, mira, I said cheese mosa. And I'd be like, whoa, where's that dip? I don't see it anywhere. I love mimosas, too. Um, and wait, your sisters aren't named Punta and Chunti? Whoa, I got a lot of learning here. Spanish is hard. Um, recently, I found out on Google that there's no Spanish word for cunt. Yeah, like Mexicans, get with it. I mean, I understand like the stereotype is you're lazy, but like, just put an O at the end of it. Canto, right? A new word right there. Or, wait, let's think about this logically. It should be an A, Canto, because it's feminine, right? Yeah. I feel like my, like any girl that I met, if I called her a Canto, she'd be like, oh, thanks. Like, if it was just Canto, she'd be like, whoa, we need to have a like, we need to talk. But, oh, you put an A at the end of it? Thanks. So, nice. so he's like, yeah, you should just have it be like, you know, the definition of Kunta. Or if you you're know. really progressive, you put an X at it. Because how, <laughs> how dare, how dare you assign gender to a language? Right, right. No, that's true. It is kind of weird how, like, yeah, langu- language is now uh, not really progressive because we're assigning gender to it, at least in most Latin American countries. Well, and, yeah, it's uh, and yeah, A's and O's, man. A's and O's. And uh, but what makes it that? Like, why did they decide that you know the ocean is female right off the bat, but you know certain other you know rooster is obviously male, but the, like the cock. Or like supermarket. Well, because a rooster is a male. Also male. A rooster too. is a male. The hen is the female. <laughs> that was a bad analogy. But <laughs> supermarket is like supermercado. You don't say supermercata. Because, oh. and, but I would think so because most women go to the supermarket, not men. 
Ayo. But obviously, ocean. How does that become female? Is that just because it's uh, oh, like you're talking about like nature? Because it's playa. That is right. Um, so I know a lot of Spanish. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I know enough to get by at restaurants. Yeah, <laughs> I, I took German in high school. Okay, so taco. Like, why is that masculine? Taco. Yeah. Like, why is that taco? taco? Yeah. And a, a, a shell, technically a shell, kind of looks a little vaginal. It does look I mean, like a ch- pussy, yeah. The Choco sure. Taco is a joke I have about a black girl I used to date. So, I mean, it is. <laughs> That's what you called it? Yeah, well, yeah. And, and the I'll purple take sk- one Taco Taco, please. Yeah, trying to find the purple Skittle yet. There, there's a whole bit about it. <laughs> Ew, purple Skittles, nasty. I hate grape. Oh, I, I just, it was, it's a reference to a clit. Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> I hate those I two. hate grape. I'm like, wow, that's, yeah. <laughs> oof. No, There's one flavor. <laughs> I hate grape. Strawberry, okay. Orange, orange, cool, but I am not doing grape. Yeah. I hate grape because it always tastes like uh, medicine. It's like the grape medicine. Well, that's just that flavor for everything, though. Right. The candy, the medicine, it's all the same. Because artificial grape flavor tastes like a grape in actual fruit. No, it doesn't. Well, then again, no. That's its own flavor. Mm -hmm. It should be called something else. Purple. Yeah, purple. That's what it should be called. Uh, Do you like purple? No. I like grape. It's a purple (laughs) drink. Do you like all that stuff? Are you a big sweet tooth person? I'm or? not a big sweet tooth guy. I am uh, like meat, potatoes, salty snacks, right. stuff like that. <laughs> like I'll get fat some other way. There's a dude, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Late night drive throughs. Uh, that's the easiest the way to get fat. The fourth meal. Yep. Oh yeah, talk about the fourth meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this one thing I noticed about Orange County, especially like every shitty dive bar I went to, the closest thing to it was a 24 seven Del Taco, like right across the street. Mm-hmm. I love Del Taco. I'll I'll go to Del Taco over. Have you ever Taco had it, Bell? Have you ever had it sober? Yeah, dude, I can't eat Del Taco. So it's it's <laughs> trash food. It is trash food. Yeah, Taco Bell is just toxic and disgusting. But right, like, right. Out of the two, I think I I don't know. My dad lives in Texas, and he just uh, was like talking about how El Pollo Loco just got to Texas, so everybody's going ape shit over El Pollo Loco, and it's like, yeah, it's all right. It's, I mean, I understand if you're like some California transplant. And you now get something that you couldn't get already, but it used to be in California, and now it's here. And yeah, like, I, I like get an it. in and out or something like that. Right. Yeah, but yeah. even then, it's like, it's just fast food still. <laughs> Dude, that's all it is. It's just, I don't know, isn't it healthier fast food? Isn't that it's how that they, charbroiled like, chicken and stuff. Yeah, like, it, they try to sell it that way. Just like, I think, Farmer Boys. I, why are we talking about mm-hmm. fucking food right now? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Dude, you, yeah, put a, you put a fat guy in a room, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some Do you have a lot of food it. bits? or uh, No. No, actually, and again, I'm not going to name names, but that was one of the things that when I first started comedy, it was all just fat jokes, fat, fat, fat jokes. Right. I feel like that's... somebody said to me, like, you're a very fat comic with a very thin body of work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good joke. Yeah. I like that. I love how certain jokes were just for you. Like, it's just like, wow, like I went on five minutes and then a comic just said something to me that was way funnier than that five minutes that I just said. <laughs> and that's horrible. That's going to make me die a little inside. Well, I still address the way I look like off the back because you kind of have to diffuse the way you, you are to get the crowd on your side sometimes. Yeah, I feel like that. You have to definitely like... It's like looking. Listen. Especially at this stage where nobody knows who you are. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to be that guy like that kind of tells people a little bit about yourself well, yeah, but or I, talk about the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. 
when it's you. <laughs> I just address it off the bat. I don't like saying like, well, you know, I I don't I'm not a giant fan of Bill Hicks, but I, I try not to say I know what you're thinking or mm-hmm. well a little bit about me. I try not to say any of those phrases. Right. I just address right. it right off the bat. Yeah, I've never really did that. Like I, I used to have a few bits about like my name, but I never really felt that they were strong. Like, I, I had the same thing. Um, my my <laughs> my original goal for comedy was when you search my name, just putting Matt Cole into Google. I was on page sixteen, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to get the page one. I'm on page one now, finally. But it's uh, I'm not the most famous Matt Cole. <laughs> the gay porn star Matt Cole is oh, always right. going to be yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Mm. And so I used to have a bit about that, but it was just it was garbage. It was absolute garbage. Well, once he dies of AIDS, then wow. maybe it'll... Just right to AIDS, huh? We're <laughs> right there? Yep. He can't, he can't just get cancer like the rest of us or oh, die right. of a heart disease or something? Maybe he's like <laughs> super into Atkins. You don't know. Or he could die from like a, a fiery he, train accident or something. And he's a gay porn star. I don't know what his personal life like, but mm. if they have to like test for AIDS, and, <laughs> I'm sure he's yeah. very safe. He probably is. Well, you don't, okay. you don't work out, get abs like that, and not take care of your Once he right? dies of old age from a very long and fu- life-fulfilling life... Yeah. Uh, slamming dudes in the ass. He will then move second down on the list, and then you'll still be on first just because you're alive still. Dude, I doubt I'll be that alive that long. <laughs> dude, <laughs> you're going to die I, before him, too? Dude, at best, I'm hitting 60, and that's at best. That's awesome. That's still above the average, I guess. I think 60, isn't it 70-something? Oh, the average? Right. yeah, 72, I think. For a white male in America? Yeah. It's, actually, it's actually uh, going down. This It used to be like... Mm-hmm. It's on its way. Well, down, you right? have to be uh, seventy-two now to like get social security. So, oh, there's not going to be social security by this time for me to retire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to get with that. They've been taking out that for years, but that's their right. go-to. can't say period you gotta say time of the month there's things right yeah right Mm -hmm. and it can only happen with women right oh sex no uh the the periods oh well what guys get periods i don't know but i'm assuming they will at some point well i do believe there's like a menstruation like there's Mm. guys like our our hormones get out of balance like once a year i don't think it's a monthly thing though i've heard a lot of uh gay guys saying that they have a time of the month really i feel like they just that's their oh i thought this was a setup for a diarrhea joke i really thought that's where you were going (laughs) I'm like, oh, what? A- no, I don't try to joke on this podcast. Oh, okay, <laughs> comics life is nothing about funny. No, we All talk serious. about comedy, but we don't try to be funny. Um, I feel like sometimes I try to be f- like obviously somewhat like controversial, and I wouldn't say like R-rated, but definitely talk about you know certain things like transgender jokes and things like that. And yeah, I have definitely seen a lot of people go like. Not here, bro. Not here, bro. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, again, it, it depends. I mean, we're we, we you pretty much Orange County based, LA based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of trigger words out here that people just automatically get turned off. They don't even want to hear the context of the joke. Mm-hmm. You see the word tranny out here; it's going to turn off eighty percent of the room. Yeah, they're just going to hear that word, and whatever comes after, they don't care. Exactly. They just heard the word and went. Ugh. Well, like I, I only have one bit. I, I don't even. That's the thing. I don't even tackle transgender things, but I do have a bit about uh, a joke about a story about my buddy Yoshi, who's no longer with us, and mm-hmm. finding him in a hotel room with a ball gag in his mouth, passed out, and there was a I now say masculine hooker in the bathtub <laughs> because you can't say tranny, right? And but that gets the bigger laugh because they they. What oh, if you said transgender? Transgender? Oh, that's so. There's so many syllables to that. Right. It is a word that doesn't roll off the tongue as easy. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, masculine might work still. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and it still gets the point across without maybe being as, uh, I guess, 
insensitive. I mean, it's still you're just telling the facts. It's not like you're saying like well, that's, in that's a the disparaging point. way. It's not uh, like you're like, and she's stupid by the way because she's such a dyke. No, whatever, it, like. no. If, if anything, I was jealous because I mean, better tits and a bigger dick. Let me get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, Can we cuss on this podcast. I should have asked that. No, <laughs> you should. Uh, we are keeping all of this in. I'm never okay. cutting anything anymore. I don't okay. edit anymore. Nope. <laughs> oh, good for you. Well, the, the one you edited last time that had to be like three weeks worth of editing, man. That was yeah. It was a lot of editing. I spend most of my days, uh, yeah, just by myself listening to things that i already said to other people to and then just going oh should i should i keep that should i keep that dick joke in yeah yeah should i put a want want at the end of it yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 every um, time a joke works do you actually have like the little rim shot mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, <nice>. totally <laughs> yeah do you have uh i wish we could have that in real life still i wish i could have like sound effects in my act Oh, in your act? Well, mm-hmm. I saw somebody. Well, it, it turned off to be. It was out in Reno, and it was a garbage set. But he actually had like a little sound effects maker. That's awesome. That he would do, but it was wackadoo stuff. Of course, like like the slide whistle and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, dude. <laughs> like when he unzipped his pants. Yeah, right. <laughs> I uh, I tried to do a bit once where uh, I was talking about like that character in Back to the Future Two, where uh, he had the the bulletproof vest, but it also made sound effects. Remember, like uh, Biff's lackey. Yeah, one of his lackeys. And you know how he was talking about, like, what are you, chicken? What's wrong with my chicken? <laughs> you, like, push the button, mm-hmm. and like, I totally, like, tried to do something like that with my phone, and it totally didn't work. <laughs> it just kept going back to, like, your porn searches. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> kept calling my mom over and over. <laughs> that would be a great set. Like, what do you keep calling me for? Right? Daryl, I told you already, I don't want to come to your shows. <laughs> but, Mom, I need three more people to get five minutes. Right? <laughs> no, I, I feel like I'm way too early. Like, I, I feel like the first time I want to have my parents see me is have them actually paying, like, $20 to see me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I made the mistake and invited way too many people the first time I did the Bray Improv, which was barely four months into comedy. That and was, how'd that go? Uh, the set went... Well, I mean, going. It, I thought I was on. I thought it was like going to be the best comic after that day. And how long were you doing? Uh, I did maybe seven or eight minutes up there. Wow. Maybe. And I'm like, oh, this is it, man. I'll, like 80 people are out to see me next set. And I, I didn't realize it was just like one of those... I got put on the show because I was young. Uh, well, I just started comedy. People wanted to come see me, and that was the worst time to invite people. I yeah. barely had. I did eight minutes. I barely had two. You know, yeah. it's like one yeah. of those times. And and the, and the audience definitely probably knew that. <laughs> yeah, but it was also one of those shows where you know it's it's there's maybe like eight comics on it. It's, there's a plus a host, and six of those comics are like you know a year or two in, mm-hmm. so they could put asses in seats. And then there's like a host that's been doing it for a while, and then like a headliner. Not a true bringer because I didn't have an X amount of people, but it was like one of those like unspoken bringer shows that you end up doing right right i feel like there's a lot of shows that are that way where it's uh you know they're not going to call it a bringer but if nobody comes out to see you you're not going to get booked again <laughs> which i mean yeah to me that's that's kind of dumb uh, i i see i i can see it from both sides of it like if mm-hmm. i put a comic on a show and they're not promoting it i'm like well then what why don't i just put a comic on that would help promote a little right um but at the same time i don't require anybody to bring people i think that's ridiculous i to me if if, you, if your entire point is putting on a comic just so they can bring people you're watering down what could have been arguably a good show you're putting somebody on not for their talent not because you want to see them do comedy but because you need them to put asses in seats so and, mm-hmm. and, and from the business aspect i get that i get that you got to put those asses in seats but at the same time, you got to give them a quality show. You got to give them something to come back for. And I think that's one of the problems with bringers. But it, again, it's one of those necessary evils for some clubs. But to me, I think bringer shows do more damage to comedy than a good show does good for comedy. Because somebody wants to go and see, like, oh, this is what stand up is. I'm never going again. Because after you see three, four, five guys doing, 
you know, <laughs> open mic abortion jokes or whatever it is. Like, so I'd be raping this bitch. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, get the fuck out of here. You ever rape a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, there's some bringer shows where I feel like I see like the the comic that brings like 20 people and I'm always jealous not because they're getting on the show but that they have 20 friends or people willing to come out and see them yeah. right? and that they're so supportive like they're so you know they they hear a joke and you're like okay that that was I've seen you do that joke at 10 open mics mm-hmm. and it fucking bombed but now in front of all your like friends and stuff it's killing and i'm, I'm like but, but that's the problem it's, what the it's, heck? it's like, friends and <laughs> friends and family are gonna laugh harder at stuff they're gonna be a little yeah. bit more supportive and then you go to like a show where you don't know people there and then you bomb your balls off and then you get the reality check oh that's right this whole reason this bit last work last time is people felt they had to laugh versus it actually being funny i feel like if i told like 20 of my family to come out and they did they would see me and then be like this is what you've been doing for two years <laughs> right <laughs> but at some point people get burnt out that was my problem is i i and i didn't realize i was i felt now looking back i i, I was getting used by certain bookers but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's one of those things i i didn't you only have people are only going to come out x amount of times to see your horse shit right right so right, if you right. do burn it off in the beginning just i mean that's the impression they're going to have of you and that's well i also feel like certain shows and i've been pr- uh privy to this or it's happened to me where you know i've been that guy that's four months in or whatever and somebody's like hey you want to do this show and you're just like trying to get on shows mm-hmm. And of course, like once you say yes, they're like, okay, we'll bring five people. And then you do. And then like other comics that are there, you're all thinking like, you're thinking like, okay, they all brought five people. Everybody's on this equal playing field. I guess that's how we play ball here, but at least we are all doing the same, but no, it's like, Eight of the people on the list out of like 13 comics are just Which other friends of the thir- 13 comics on a show. Dude, yeah. that's so rough. Exactly. And then, of course, yeah, eight of those guys are just guys that are friends with the booker that didn't bring five guys. Mm-hmm. They're just showing up for the show because of the other four guys that were really open mic or nobodies that were the ones that brought the audience. <laughs> so it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to get these guys that don't know any better to bring the audience. And then we're going to just show up because we've been in the game for three years and just have an audience for us for our material, mm-hmm. which is like cool for them, but like really shitty for me. <laughs> and then of course it's like, I'm at the end too. <laughs> well, right. That's <laughs> there. There is that. I, I, I'm not going to name names, but I, there was an open mic. I, I used to run a long time ago. It was on Sundays at the Rio Vista in Anaheim, which was just a garbage dumpy little place. It's, it's the only true double dive bar I've ever right. seen. Like where one room is one kind of divey area. The other room is the other. Mm-hmm. So we did it in like this weird, dirty, shady little <laughs> Which room. Should I die in? Yeah, pretty much. Are you going to get stabbed <laughs> by Cholos or you probably get something weird's going to happen. You're going to get drugged out in the other one. Right. <laughs> and this guy, it was like his second time trying comedy, he invited people and literally he packed the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, he probably brought 25 people to this, to this mic, wow. but he signed up fifth on the list and I was going to put him up fifth in a, a comic that was there that night. He was like, man, what are you doing? You got to put him last. You got to keep all these people here. I'm like, that's, that's not fair, man. He signed up fifth. He's going to go fifth. And sure enough, he went fifth and six, you know, six, seven, eight comics. in. they're like, well, I think we're done for the night, which they should have been. They mm-hmm. were there for, for easily 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that was back when we were doing 10 minute sets there. And it was just, he did his 10 minutes and he had people and you know, the comics, that were, but it's like, Sure, the last five comics had maybe six people watching them, but I'm not going to fuck some kid over because he brought 20 people. Right. No, it's true. And I'm not and saying it's an that's open mic. Thing, it like, wasn't even a show. Like, I talk about it like, you know, I'm talking shit, but it's not like, I'm just talking shit like, oh, you know, you learn these things the hard way. And yeah, it's not like I'm like, oh, well, fuck comedy. I'm never doing this again. It's like, oh, no, okay, that's, noted. That's this is what point. happens. That's the whole point. And what's funny is you don't hear podcasts like this until you've already done shit like that. Mm-hmm. I wish there was like a, an intro to podcasting. Like, don't do this shit until right. you're ready. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, the only way to or do it is to learn these from it. things to happen. Mm-hmm. And don't feel like it's uh, it only happens to you. It happens to everybody. 
This yeah. is uh, and there's there are notorious bringer promoters who book shows and put up a comic that's been doing doing two weeks. You know, there's mm-hmm. those guys that are notoriously out there, and you'll find out about them eventually yourself, or you can ask around. Right, right. Yeah, I just always take that like a uh, Cameron Haynes approach, where it's just like, you know, he has a T-shirt out there, or his saying is, you know, no one cares, try harder. <laughs> and that's just pretty much like everything it's like yeah obviously i complain on this podcast because it gives me content for the show and whatnot but <laughs> i gotta fill in hours let's <laughs> bitch about something right but ultimately it is like just get funnier stop complaining about what others are doing because obviously they're funny enough to do what they're doing like yeah and get out of your comfort zone and if they're not funny enough it'll catch up to them eventually it, you know there's gonna be bringers or like well, guys that go on certain shows and they were on that show maybe because their friend was hosting or whatever. But after the fourth bomb, they're, I don't care if you're best friends. They're going to be like, dude, not tonight. <laughs> or especially in the other problem too is if you start lumping in with the same comics, you're like, dude, we got to see the same people or is this the right. same guy that hosts this man? Right. He does the same shit all the time. Exactly. Especially at this stage where like a lot of guys like myself included don't have like a new eight minutes to bring each week they're hosting or whatever you know it's mm-hmm. the maybe the same eight minutes maybe give or take a few crowd work bits but like oh yeah i know i'm not like i don't have enough content to to be featuring or anything like that like especially at a club every week i would yeah. be doing the same act every week for sure i mean you, your act would probably get stronger and you probably learn how to bring in new bits but maybe yeah they would add or there would i think certain ones would grow for sure and i've noticed that too and where you had a bit for a while and it just didn't work initially Mm -hmm. but then when you like somehow like created two other things that kind of worked then you included that first thing that that wasn't working but now it's like a three set type of thing where now it's included with this other stuff Yeah, you turned a bit into a chunk yeah yeah and now suddenly it works when it wasn't working before you had this other stuff so yeah it it didn't work on it didn't work on its own but when you combined it that's happened before where you know, or you'll see like there's one part of a bit that's like, okay, this is the only part of this bit that gets a laugh, so I can take that part and put it in with another one. Totally. And now you got a stronger bit. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, all it is is honestly, all, I don't know why they call comedy an art, because to me, art is like a painting. You paint it, you put it on a wall. It's there. I, I consider this more of a craft. Totally. Where you're, you're totally, you know, it's everything's changing it. You're figuring it all, all the time. Yeah. You got to like, change it, edit it, play around with it, change the order of your jokes. And you're like creating it in front of an audience it's not like like with painting you have somebody like looking over your shoulder the whole time going are you sure you're gonna put a a stroke Mm -hmm. there are you sure you're gonna use that yellow uh that's not cool it's like dude you do the whole thing and once it's done and completed then you show somebody go is this cool or not is this awesome with comedy especially open my comedy it's like you can't do it in front of nobody. Oof, open my comedy, dude. <laughs> you you have to do it in front of people. That's the only way you're going to learn if this joke works or not. Like, but it's not like you can just go like, oh, I'm just going to say it in front of my cat, and then I'll have a special week from now. <laughs> it seems like that's how it works, though. I mean, have you seen some of these specials coming out? I kept like, my oh, cat Jesus. awake, so she yeah. must love it. <laughs> dude, intently looking at me. I shook my keys. The whole thing was great, man. The big closer was the key shake. Dude, your cat is out. Yeah, well, that's mostly the cat's life is sleeping. Um, I was talking with April about this where um, you remember when you, like, you notice when you see cats and dogs, like, when they're dreaming, they're still doing like their cat, like they're still being cats or dogs. Like, you know, they're like chasing something or acting. Like I know what you're talking about, but I don't know where we're going. With this. <laughs> I feel like it would be funny if like humans did the same thing where if you saw like a human sleeping, he would like at some point in his life, start just like typing or just doing. Like, oh, I got you doing like little actions. I was just like, shh, 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 he's sleeping. He's, he's doing what he normally well, don't, does. I mean, don't they have people that do like, I don't know, not night terrors. When I think of like sleepwalkers and stuff like that, that actually get up and like, they go around. Yeah. Mike Birbiglia. He was that way. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I know. Supposedly, I, I talk in my sleep supposedly a lot. Mm-hmm. So whatever's going on in my head, I just yell it out at night. And are you like afraid of you're gonna like you know say something that people don't want? It, like you don't want people to hear? Or? No, that's <laughs> I, I I don't care anymore. That's maybe the problem. <laughs> I I her in Reno. <laughs> oh yeah, that, no, I don't have any skeletons like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did, I do occasionally have those dreams where I uh, I think I. I uh, and it's been going on for a while. I, I got into some trouble with the law for drinking and driving. Oh right! So you're okay, a rebel. So this like I'll still have those dreams where like I feel like I'm getting pulled over and I'm drunk. Like those those nightmares mm. kind of dreams. But no, that's about it. <laughs> you just yell out, "No, sir! I have been drinking." <sighs> what? What? Oh, sorry. I was just uh, dreaming. Sorry about that. Yeah. Do you uh, live with people that you know could hear you? Um, I have a roommate, but he's not there a lot. Okay, that's cool. So, yeah. You don't sleep with him. <laughs> uh, no, we don't have a giant love sack like you got over here, too. <laughs> yep. I have this just for the ladies. It's called a love sack, so obviously that's all you can do on it is Dude, make that's, love. It's absolutely giant. Whose is this? It's April. Jeez. Did she live inside of it? What is this? Yeah, it's <laughs> James. It's April in the giant love sack. It's a new children's book that's coming out. It looks like their Special Olympics made a yurt. It's just, yeah. It's, it's a huge bean bag type thing, but it's not beans that are in it. It's like foam. So yeah, it's, it is. It's foamy. I'm, it's, I'm playing um, with it right now. It, it literally takes up half your apartment. I will say uh, April was uh, in between homes for a little bit. April, my co-host of the Sex and the City podcast, and uh, she moved into a new place but couldn't take her love sack with her, so now she's pawned it <laughs> off of me. Oh, dude, if you don't somehow put in the love shack so, yeah. fucking song right here. <laughs> oh, we're <laughs> And then, of course, uh, yeah, if anybody's listening to this that wants a free love sack, come by and pick it That's up. the whole reason we're doing this podcast, everybody. We're going to promote this out here. If you guys want to. Yep. I'd uh, have to say it's, it's a giant the love and sack. OC area. I'm not shipping it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> come on out to Long Beach, guys. Yeah. You can park for 13 minutes across the street mm-hmm. and come get your love sack. Yeah. And from from the angles I can see, no love stains. So no. that's a good thing. And and if you have like some weird like you know obsession with April, you know like you want to have something that used to be owned by her, then um by all means come in and creep out your sexual fantasies and do yeah, whatever. This, you is, need. this just went from uh, advertisement to like Craigslist <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, nah, she she'd be cool with it. She uh, you can put it in the Craig, Craigslist free section. Yep. <laughs> She's talked about it on uh, the podcast, the Sex and the City podcast, uh, where she has a, a somewhat of a stalker. She really does? Mm-hmm. She has a stalker? Yep. Is it like a comic? She, it- I, I don't think so, but she's definitely had a lot of correspondence. A lot of people, a lot of guy, or this gentleman, I assume, has been like, definitely like, hey, you're super cute. We should hang out. Blah, blah, blah. I listen to the podcast. Uh, you're super awesome. Dude, I don't know and what you're And she's like, who hey, are you? And he's like, don't worry about that. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, guy who's probably listening. Hey, buddy. Uh, come get this love sack, dude. Yeah, you could have reeks of April in here. Love sack. Yeah. Anyway, um, let me pause this real quick. This is another edition of April's Movie Pitches. Yeah. We are uh, excited, and uh, April has such good movie ideas uh, that I love to have her pitch to me. So, uh, again, we are having her grace us with our presence. With her presence, I should say. Not sure how I would grace us with our presence. Well, we mm-hmm. wouldn't be an hour if it yeah. was just one person alone in a room. I'm talking about we in the in the royal formal version. you know. Like. So, 
I'm gracing you with eye presence. Yes. That's true. Thank you. <laughs> Your deference to me is a little embarrassing, but uh, socially correct. Yep. I'm also, I would like to point out that I do have, uh, I was particularly inspired, yeah. and uh, I've decided to branch out also into television. Okay, yeah, well, of course, because if An you're... An unexplored area for me. That's the natural move from when you're doing too many blockbusters, you go into TV. It's like, I've, I've made too many Oscars, what can I now do? I'll, I'll move into sitcom TV. Yeah, yeah, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, that's single the legitimate camera. move. Oh, that's the move that I am making, and mm-hmm. that's what makes it legitimate. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've seen, yeah, all the greats. Meryl Streep, Tilda Swinton. I'm starting a trend, man. <laughs> They're all, yeah. It's like, hey, what do you want to do after uh, Sophie's Choice, Meryl? Uh, how about a guest spot on Big Bang Theory? <laughs> that's going to make my name, you know, cool with the kids, right? They are kids that watch that, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know anymore. I mean, 35-year-olds are still kids, right? That's what Ellen told me to do, <laughs> to stay relevant. All right, so do you want to pitch a TV show, or do you want to pitch a movie? I only have one TV show, so okay. I feel like that's an opener or a closer. Okay, well, let's... uh. Let's... I don't know that it's as good as some of the movies, though, so probably yeah. I'll open with it. It's, okay. I, I, th- I think it'd be fun to watch. Okay, um, pitch it. TV show. So, title of the show is Dr. Phil. But Phil is spelled F-I-L-L. It's a reality show where we take ordinary random people and make them fill in for a doctor for a day. <laughs> Different types of doctors. Like one dude has to be a surgeon for a day. Really? It'll just, these are going to be salt of the earth people you can really connect with. Right. You know? So like, It'll be like... construction workers. It'll be bakers. It'll be bus drivers. And they have to be a doctor for the day. So they literally are like cutting people open? And... Yep. They're doing everything the doctor would <laughs> I don't think that's ethically feasible. It basically. is if you pay for the malpractice insurance. Mm, or you have the patient sign a waiver earlier. You know, like That's a- what they sign before any procedure. <laughs> they already do that. It's taken care of for me. Thank you. And then friggin- also like in season three, we can you know kick up the ratings boost of like having it be celebrities going into doctor's positions. You know, like C-list and B-list celebrities. Only celebrities who were culturally relevant 20 years ago. Of course. They have a soft spot in my heart. Like Corey Feldman. Yeah. But you know what? This one. This one right here. This was my dream, my wish. And it didn't come true. So I'm taking it back. I'm taking them all back. Like Sylvester Stallone. Pony, the, the wild mambo, the, the hunk of chunk. Danny Bonaducci. I've been saying lately, uh, I hate Adam Carolla. I've been saying in a jovial manner, but now he's not here, so I can take that smile off my face and just hate Adam Carolla. Yeah, oh, I'd love to have Danny Bonaducci on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it'd be tough to book him after, you know, those Adam Carolla days. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's getting mm-hmm. all I the offers right now. Probably still on the radio somewhere. I don't know. I hope so. I hope he is. Or like, uh, you know, Dustin Diamond. Actually, you've helped me. It made me realize that there are a million fish in the sea, and I'm just a worm to attract them. I don't even know who that is, he's, and that makes me excited. He's Screech from Saved by the Bell. Ah, no, I want that. Yeah, want or, that. or Julia White. I want it to Urkel. just be adult child stars slash teenage stars who grew up and haven't been booked in, like, 20 years. Did I do that? What about, oh, here's the here's the season finale, or the sweeps week, where we have, like, the hugest ratings, is we have Neil Patrick Harris reprise his role as Doogie Hauser. That would no, that's exactly it. Comes in as Doogie and he's like, hey guys, I'm here. I'm doing surgery now. His his role, his episode is going to be scripted, the rest of it, mm. full documentary style. You know, the filmmaker does not interact or change what is happening. This is art. And I'm very excited for it. I'm very excited for it. It's gonna be legend wait for it. Dairy. Legendary. And then like, yeah, we could have everybody who played a doctor earlier. 
in their career. Oh, and come on and oh, actually yeah. be a doctor. That's exactly. Hey, Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> we're talking to you. Get over yeah. here. George Get in Clooney. my pilot. Get in it. <laughs> Anthony Edwards. We can have everybody from ER, everybody from Chicago Hope. All yeah. those, just every doctor show. Any anyone who played a doctor is in. They were a professor in a movie with a doctorate degree. Yep. You know, it's, that's who I'm talking to right now. We want you. Do you think that if you play a doctor on TV, people are going to assume you're smart? No. I mean, do they, they assume you're smart just because you're an actor? You're per- no. No. I don't think anyone does that. <laughs> I think that people want to fuck you if you're uh, an actor. Yes. But the smart thing, I feel like, if anything, it's the opposite. <laughs> because it's that whole, you're beautiful, so you must be stupid thing. Yeah. Which Oh, you played a doctor on TV? You must be retarded. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. okay. We're going to keep Next it going. Pitch. Next pitch. This one, this is just the log line. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we need, though. Actually, it's the title. It's both, really. Taken five. This time it's his dog. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson reprising his role. Right. It's taken Airbud. They They take his dog. Yeah, they take Airbud. And uh, he was ripped out of the game. It was like he was in the middle of that's, a. That's a tragedy. That dog was, was like a child yeah. to Liam Neeson. They had him playing football, also soccer, and a bunch of other different sports. But yeah, 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 let's have him play. He's yeah, he's in the middle of a big game, and then suddenly he gets kidnapped, and then Liam Neeson's like, "I have a special set of skills." Yeah, but also, the dog, even though it was with the other like sluts on the soccer team, mm. the women's soccer team, the bitches. Yeah, he was with the other bitches, <laughs> and they were all like, "We're gonna party and have premarital sex." The dog was like, "Oh, I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to do that." Which proves the dog is worth saving. Yeah, he was a straight edge dog. I'm gonna have some old school weird morality around the edges of this one, <laughs> right? To keep with the franchise's original vision. Is he really that good of a dad if he's had his kid taken three times? Well, one of the times it was his wife. Oh, well, that makes it better. <laughs> it does, yeah, and she's married to some other piece of shit, so, like, that's mm-hmm. that dude's fault, mm-hmm. not Liam Neeson's. And the whole time Liam Neeson was telling his wife and daughter, don't go. Don't do this Don't go to Europe. Shit. Don't I, do whatever you're doing. I, this literally was my job, was to tell people <laughs> not to do this and to save them from these situations. And they're like, shut up, Liam Neeson! Yeah, I want to follow the band you 2 around Europe! Mm-hmm. And then, oops, I got taken, and he's like, I thought I told you. Why, why, why didn't you listen to me? I'm not trying to talk with an Irish accent, but an American accent. But you can still hear that I'm a, a little bit Irish. I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm telling you this, because I'm about to kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's going to be it. That's, 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 stay tuned. So that it's, coming it's up in theaters. Air Bud, colon, Taken 5. No, it's Taken 5. This time it's his dog. <laughs> that's the title. That's the working title. And it'll be the final title if I have anything to say about it. I think it's perfect. And does... Does it turn out good at the end, or are we yeah, he killing the, the dog? dog? No, he gets the dog back, but it's still a Marley and Me situation where you see him loving the dog for several years afterwards, and the dog being all cute, and then it dies of it's old age. Passes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we still need to see the dog die at the end. Yeah, his first half is an action thriller <laughs> with a dog that plays sports and is stolen. Second half is a beautiful, loving surrogate child situation <laughs> where the dog dies of old age. And yeah. you're forced to, like, you know it's coming, but, like, you have to sit through it. It's like you see them both sitting in rocking chairs holding each other's paws with blankets over their laps. And yes. they're just, you know, sipping lemonade going, remember when you were taken? It's Liam Neeson saying that <laughs> exactly. He's got he's got a glass of lemonade. The dog has a little doggy bowl just perched on the little table beside the chairs. That's it. no, that's it. That's how we're gonna we're gonna tug at the heartstrings. It's gonna like be it. exactly like it. it's fit in perfectly with this the franchise. Movie has everything, you know. It does. And that's what I want in a movie. I want every genre expressed. <laughs> I don't want. I, they don't. None of them has to be good. None like, of them has to make sense. But I want every single one of them in there. Like why stick to one? Like when we can have horror, drama, comedy, and. Uh, crazy slapstick, as well as uh, maybe a snuff film. 
thrown that, into the mix. Could I just say that that's uh, very amazing? You just said that because I'm gonna blow you away with my next. Whoa, pitch okay, okay. I'm already kind of sold like on both both the ER uh, reality show as Dr. well. Dr. Phil? Yeah. Are you filling for a doctor? <laughs> I love that. I love it. I love it. As well as Taken 5. This time it's his dog. <laughs> now hit me with the next one. We've already sold two. Okay, great, great. This Okay, so this next one, this one is more of a passion project for me. I think it would really need the right team to pull it off, but I think there's a lot of potential there. So, starts off, there's a serial killer. Yeah. He's displaying an obvious pattern, but it's not clear what it all means. Cut to... Loose pattern. Yes, a clear loose pattern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we cut exactly. to... Exactly, cut to... They're putting their best detective on the case. Naturally. And he has been in the force for years, yeah. sick and tired of it. He's two weeks away from retirement. Of course. And he's just seen too much in this world. Is it Danny Glover? I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, that's going to be the opening line of the film. <laughs> and then, because we're going to mix up the timeline, you know? Oh, right, right, right. And uh, then, young, new, hotshot detective who's trying to make his name mm-hmm. gets partnered up with the older detective because they're like, hey, young, hotshot detective probably uh i don't know fucking brad pitt or some dumb shit like that Oh no i'm thinking even younger we gotta go like, younger like doogie hauser young no like zach afron or some sort of uh you know uh, someone that's new on the scene yeah 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 who's yeah. that guy that was uh, just on the oscars jonah hill ask me about my winner <laughs> yeah we'll have jonah hill be there <laughs> jonah yeah. hill he's, he's young the new detective yeah He's young, he's passionate, he's trying to make a name for himself. It's a little bit trigger-happy. He doesn't play by the rules. 21 Jump Street. This ain't 21 Jump Street. No, it's not. It's very serious. The Mm. entire film is very serious. Very dramatic. It's about a serial killer. Daryl, why would you laugh at that? It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Okay. (laughs) So this is like kind of like Zodiac with Jack Jake Gyllenhaal. It's not like that at all. It's a very original idea I had. Okay. What is this? Is this a real serial killer that we're following? Like in the definitely like based on a true story? Oh yeah. Or is this one thousand percent based like on a true story? Silence of the Lambs. Jack the Ripper. Oh, Jack the Ripper. So it's a period film. It is. Hell yeah, it is. I'm on mine right now. Mm. Anyhow, <laughs> in a way, most movies I've seen are period films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's a period film if it has a woman in the movie. Yeah, I mean, for the amount of time that it takes to film a film, it has to be at some point. Yeah, there would there would have to have been an actress on her period while they were filming, right? Or even at least an extra or some sort of yeah, yeah, no, obvious craft service. Point being, though, no, okay. we're not done yet. Okay. So, so we're Jack the Ripper. We Jack have a direct, the Ripper. We have a detective, and then a young detective's like, "Hello, governor, I'll help you out." Yes, it's but London. with a very American accent. We don't even try. Hey, bro. We're being meta. <laughs> so, but but the older detective, he is very I'm British. from California, even though there's no California around at this time. Exactly. No, that's <laughs> what we're doing. And as they're following the clues, the older detective, you know, he's he's just like, oh, shit, you know, this is crazy. Who's the older detective played by? We already went over this. It's Danny Glover, I believe. Oh, right. Yeah. Danny Glover. I'm too old for this shit. Oh yeah, he's like the first black detective. Yes, in like, and he's tired. He's tired of dealing with the prejudice. He's mm-hmm. Tired of it. He's yeah. he's sick. He's ready to retire in two weeks. You think you can solve crimes because you're black? Fuck that. Exactly. No, his entire career. We're gonna have a flashback to that exact mm-hmm. scene. <laughs> Crikey, there's black people on the force. I'm gonna quit. That, that see, was one he of says the white, that like prejudice guys. That yeah, just, like, but shows that up. was clearly an Australian. So <laughs> then he gets exiled for being a criminal. Well, I mean, Australians are part of the British Empire, so like maybe he was there. You know, it's prisoner on, on island. <laughs> Okay, anyhow, no, point being, though, they're following the serial killer. They're putting the the clues together, trying to figure out a personality, trying to figure out who it is they're looking for. I can't believe that. He's killing whores. Exactly. Why is he killing prostitutes? Yeah, who would do that? 
And they're getting too old for prostitutes. <laughs> no one's too old for that. <laughs> Anyhow, and as they become closer and closer with the serial killer trying to get into his mind, the young detective starts to fall in love with him. With Danny Jack Club. the no, oh, with Jack okay. the Ripper. With Jack nice. the Ripper. It's like a Florence Nightingale type of thing. Where yeah. It's like you get you get smitten with your captors. You're too or, involved yes, with yes. the case. And Danny Glover is like he's like, Don't do it. Like I see you falling for this serial killer. I remember the first serial killer I fell in love with by following his clues and de- figuring out his personality and trying to be in his mind, but then understanding it too well. And then, but he is in love with him, and he has to keep obsessing about him so they can catch the serial killer. So at this point, uh, it becomes essentially Romeo and Juliet. It's forbidden love oh, wow. between two people. Hey guys, I said Florence Nightingale earlier. I meant Stockholm syndrome. Um, it can be just, both. just to clarify, huh. Florence Nightingale is uh, you get you fall in love with your patient. You know, you're a nurse, and then you fall in love with your patient. Or vice versa, you fall in love yeah. with your nurse. Yeah, I dig it. That's then, not what this yeah, is about Stockholm at all. Stockholm is you fall in love with your captor. Yeah, exactly. It's it's that. And then it just becomes a Romeo and Juliet-style tragedy forbidden romance, forbidden love, between the detective who has yeah. to capture Jack the Ripper. It's like, do I turn Jack you the in, or do I fall in love with you and go, you know, and then, like, turn back my back on like, the force? Like, it's going to have a... I need, like, a confrontation scene. He has his gun out. You know, Jonah Hill, our star, <laughs> he has his gun out, and he's like... Who plays Jack the Ripper? Oh, the person who played, obviously, Benedict Cumberbatch. It's very much from a point of view of learning and adjusting to being brilliant, to having to confront something which points out that he is frail, that he's human, he has weaknesses and vulnerability. There's a lot to do in this one. There's the explanation, there's the reunion... And there's a new arch villain. Oh, of course. Oh, of of course. course. Yeah, tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah, and, and by dark, I mean incredibly pale. <laughs> and he's got a top hat and a monocle, and he's and tot- a cane. Yeah, and he's like, I, I kill whores because they deserve it. And he's <laughs> like, dude, just let me love you. No, no. There's there's a whole climactic showdown scene. Jonah Hill's in the pull out his gun. His derringer. Yeah, and. Be like, drop, drop your weapons, everything. And Jack the Reaper, <laughs> drop your scalpel. Yeah, who is uh, Betty Cumberbatch is gonna have to. He's like, huh. And Jonah Hill is gonna have to be like, I gotta take you in. You know that, right? And then he's gonna get down on one knee, and say, take you into my heart. <laughs> Present him with the ring. <laughs> Instead of a, a apprehension, it's a proposal. It is nice. because he can't say no to love. He can't. No. There's still a chance for him. There's there's still hope, you know. on this last one. I like how you li- you save the best for last. You know, we got Oh, please. Jonah we have Hill. one last one left oh, after okay. this, which I was saving the best for last. That one's going to knock your socks off. Oh. But this one, I think, Whoa. you said I Whoa. want it to have everything. And I was like, yes. this one does have everything. Let's do it then. Last one. Yes. You ready for this? Yes. Okay. So this one, the other one didn't have a title. Like, that's a passion project for me. <laughs> this one. Called uh, The Ripper and Skipper. Because Jonah Hill's name is Skipper. You ripped my heart out? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, no, no. Okay, last film. This one does have a title. I see great things for this. Uh, It's going to be documentary style, of Mm. course. It's going to be one of my art pieces. Um, It's called 
The Clash of Remembering the Titans. <laughs> and it is going to be a documentary of the band members of The Clash trying to remember and describe the film Remember the Titans. <laughs> 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 so it's just somebody asking the Clash members. So the, the remaining living members of the Clash, Dan. Do you remember the Titans? Do I do I remember the Titans or do I remember the film Remember the Titans? <laughs> the latter. Do you remember the, not, the film Remember the Titans? Not not very well. It was <laughs> I think I watched half of it on Spike TV in mm-hmm. a hotel room like couple weeks ago, but I wasn't really paying attention. Would you say it was Denzel's best film, or second best film? Alright, listen up, I'm Coach Boone. I'm gonna tell you all about how much fun you're gonna have this season. He's in that one? <laughs> he was the black guy in it. The lead character, yes. That's who that was. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you didn't stay for the credits, so you wouldn't have known no. who it starred. I was pretty high. Hmm. So... Are you going to sing Rock the Casbah tonight, or? You told me you weren't going to do this. You told <laughs> oh. me I didn't have to be me from The Clash. You just wanted- I had to just remember a move. This, what is this documentary? What the hell? What What do you think you're doing? This? Oh, okay. That's I'm I'm out of here. I'm out of here. That's it. Mic off. Mic off. It's it's. I don't know what the fuck this is. I'm it's some fucking student art project. This. Get the. I'm from the Clash. Thank you very much. Fuck you. Fuck. Fuck all of you. I'm going to bed. God. Five a.m. You sound a bitch. That was the whole movie. That was the whole movie. Yep. <laughs> Short oh, documentary man. feature. But wait, just wait. Just wait until you watch it oh, as no. well as yeah. hearing it. There's moments where there's stuff so underlining. You know, it's what's not said that's way more important than always. what is said. It is a two-hour long film. <laughs> I always like those, those jazz uh, douchebags that's like, it's the notes not played that you need to listen to. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you can listen to those notes. I'm going to listen to the notes that are played. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how to do what you just said. <laughs> and I am not willing to devote the years of my life to the study of jazz music yep. to know how to do that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm sorry. Okay, that's it, guys. It is pitches for this week. Yes. Dr. Phil, fill in for a doctor. Taken five. This time it's his dog. Unnamed cop murder mystery Jack the Ripper Romeo Juliet drama mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the clash of remembering the titans band members of the clash try to remember and describe the film remember the titans <laughs> man so good I'm, I'm almost gonna buy if I was a movie exec slash TV exec slash just billionaire yeah I'd be bankrolling all four of these projects that, it, that's all I need all I need is to get the momentum I just need to get my foot in yep. that door because I'm just full of good ideas meet the right people I am full of them start shaking the right hands hey guys and dicks Zach that's you can do that for me Daryl <laughs> alright I'll shake the dicks for you alright guys that was April and uh tune in next time for a lot more pitches Pitch, please.
I love seeing those posts, man. Like some fucking new dude. I just crushed this open mic. I'm like, nobody was in the room, dude. Everybody's standing I've outside. Never crushed. I, I'll guarantee you that. Like, I've never went like to my like. I've had good sets. I've definitely went like, okay, that was sweet. That joke worked. Uh, but I've never thought to myself like, oh yeah, I fucking should be getting paid millions for this. <laughs> oh well, that's just the delusion. I mean, it's. I mean, you, you, like I'm the funniest guy in this room right now. And that's what I love about comedy is, I mean, I've been up five years, so I go back and listen to like a set from like two years ago. I'm like, how oh, that bit go again? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I thought this was good. Yeah. Oh, it, this is fucking trash. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things that you thought hit, like you go on the recording and you're like, that didn't hit. Well, yeah. So just starting out, you're getting phantom laughs. I, I remember uh, it was my second time ever doing a set and it was the day of the Sandy Hook shootings. And I was going to be oh, like, nice. I was going to be like, Mr. I'm going to be an edgy comic. And I was funny. Started going into jokes, which are fun. I'm not going to repeat, but about a, a bunch of people stood up and walked out, but I was still getting laughs. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, these guys know what's up. I'm killing these guys. Not realizing later, it was just three comics that were laughing so hard at how bad I was bombing. Yes. Yes. It, it's just, you know, you're getting phantom laughs from places. You got to, yeah, you're, it's the laugh for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah, when you're getting them from comics, usually it is because, like, oh, let's, this guy's going so off the rails, yes, that it's now funny to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it, there's there are those guys where there's comics that play to the back of the room, and they'll get totally. them, and then they're and then you'll put them in a normal room, and they're like, what what are we watching right now? I feel like I do that a lot, where like I notice where, you know, I don't do it as much now, but even in I do have tendencies where it's like, if there are only comics in this room. I will not do jokes that they've heard before. I don't care if I'll bomb in front of like with new stuff in front of them. At least it's like, I just don't want to like, I know it like the joke works, but I know it's just, they're not going to laugh. They've heard it five times or whatever. Like, well, I mean, sometimes if you're working at a new tag, like I'll come in halfway. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'm like, this is where the tags pick up just to try them. Or if you're working on, but yeah, I mean, you're right. If you're going to open mics and you're bringing a material, you're not doing open mics. Right. Right. Yeah. You don't, and I just don't like talking and, and saying things that I know like eight of you have heard a million times before. And I already know it's like, yeah, you laughed the first time you heard it and that's cool, but I don't need to have you. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, if I'm trying to do new stuff around it, sure. No problem. But I'm not going to just have it be verbatim five minutes every, <laughs> every five minutes in front of the same five people. That's true. I mean, yeah, you got to change it up, especially if it is in front of comics. Bring out a new premise when you thought of that day. Yeah. I'll even just be like, guys, what do you want to talk about? It's just us standing here. All right. And like, just start riffing on stage a little bit. Get yeah. Get that working. Yeah. Right. There's a, there's a Monday mic. What is it? Um, harping on Mondays? There's a harp mic. Yeah, that's a storyteller mic or a or, bucket or, mic. Or, or yeah, whatever. bucket. Yeah, where you can just and you kind of kind of topics from a bucket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially if a newer comic, that's good. You kind of work that muscle, get a little. bit I like that idea. Stage. Yeah. And yeah, who, you know, who's never like had that? Yeah, I mean, that's a cool idea where you pick a premise that you might have had in the back of your mind, just you know, sitting festering, and now it gets brought up to the front of your mind. And now you have like this idea of like, oh yeah, I forgot that was a funny thing that I had sitting in the back of my mind. Like usually, obviously, a story-related type of premise. I used to think that I I did a lot more stories when I was first starting. That's bold. Now uh, I don't really do stories. It's more like yeah, just trying to do like not one-liners, but definitely like set up punch. Yeah, tag tag. Set mm-hmm, up punch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
where it's but like I remember I first used to have this like when I first started doing the com like the podcast and the stand up it was like I had this uh story about a homeless person hijacking my car and just like basically saying I'm not going to get out of my this car until you drive me to Jack in a Box and I was just like what the fuck and then but and this really happened and like I definitely tried to like initially bring it on stage and it it worked kind of initially but then like I've noticed I just did it like a couple of weeks ago and it totally just didn't go anywhere yeah was it at a show a mic it was at a mic yeah and I wasn't saying it I I wasn't blaming the audience or anything but it was try to punch up the story is it just kind of okay but I feel like it was like I feel like I don't know, like, there's been, like, a, some amount of time that's gone where, like, it didn't have that, like, freshness of me telling it. It was, like, more of, like, oh, yeah, this kind of happened a long time ago instead of this happened yesterday. Gotcha. Well, you take the time frame out, like, so this happened. Right. You know, I mean, you don't have to even be, like, two weeks I ago. Don't, but I feel like my energy doesn't have that, like, it just no, you're, happened. You're, like, abs- you're absolutely right. Uh, when it's, like, a brand new bit. I, I forgot the comic who said it, but he said a bit. He goes a brand new bit. Well, it'll never be funnier than the first time you tell it. Yeah, especially when it after hits that you're too. trying to recapture it from there. Yeah, it's like a drug. You're just always trying to chase that first high. Mm-hmm. But it's never going to be that first time. I remember I, I the same thing. I had a story about a guy at a party came up to me and he didn't know who the fuck I was. I didn't know him, and he just whispered in my ear don't see kid rock live. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, okay. That's a weird thing to say to some stranger. That's a great podcast story. I don't know. How does that work on stage, man? You're like, they'd be going to like 10 minutes on kid rock or no, whispering I, to the stranger's ears. I, I turned it into a story about like this guy. Like I was like, Oh, maybe he's like a time traveler. Like maybe he like came back in time and like, I go to a kid rock concert and die somehow, like in like some tragic stadium fire or whatever. And he's like going like, no, I'm going to tell this guy back in 98, don't see him live. <laughs> You're going to halfway through ba with a ba. Yeah. And then he hits the dang and dang diggy diggy. And then you that's when you get shot, man. You got to get the fuck out of there. Right. <laughs> and then like I go into this whole thing where I'm like hey, telling other people at the party, like, isn't this weird that this dude like told me this weird thing? And he's like, oh, you don't know Bill? His fucking brother was like killed at a kid rock concert. Like, <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, he's not crazy. He's just like really sad <laughs> about his brother dying. Like none of this happened, but it was the the part that happened was some guy told me, yeah, don't seem live. Like that was the and initial. And then just walked way. away. Mm-hmm, walked away. That's I, I I'd want to be that guy. <laughs> just go up to random people like, hey, by the way, mac and cheese is from the devil. And then just walk in. It's just like, what yep. the fuck does that guy throw out? Just non sequiturs to just random strangers at certain mm-hmm. parts of your life. <laughs> But Which I don't know. To that, me, that would be the best guy to watch at a party. Because if you did it to everybody who said something different, yeah. it would be hilarious. Yeah. Well, you could try it next time you're at a party. No, I'm not going to steal it. I can't bite off this guy's thing. That's his thing, man. <laughs> yeah, switch it up to at least, like, you know, uh, Limp biscuit. Go up to a girl. Don't throw your panties at Tom Jones. Like, what? <laughs> that hasn't I, been relevant in 30 years. I right, know. But I, I thought know. everybody throws their panties at him. <laughs> no, but not you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, I feel like, though, like... When it comes to like a story, yeah, how much is is uh you know how much can you embellish where it's like okay that now is too much and we don't now believe it. 
There's uh, that is there is a fine line there because I mean, that's the thing about stories because I I kind of fell into t- I mean they're short stories and they punch them up but some of them do get embellished for the joke mm-hmm. but you have to keep it really believable you know like and that's that's the you can't go crazy with things. I've had like sometimes where like the things that I change in stories are like okay instead of it being like this person said this thing. And then this person followed it with this reply. It was like, no, I'm just going to connect those two people together. Mm-hmm. And now it's just one person at the party instead of two and, people. And then you can play with the viewpoint. Are you are you third party observing this? Are you a part of the story? Are right. you in second person, first person? Like where right. where's your role in this story? And I've, I've changed the role too where sometimes it's like I've seen a, a funny interaction between two people. Now mm-hmm. it's suddenly like, no, now it's a funny interaction between me and a different person. Um, I, I tried the same thing. I, I, I do a bit. I'm not going to get run the bit, but it's basically right. about I watched an old lady at a divey like little restaurant ask for the colored waitress, <laughs> and I tried it from a first person point of view, and I, I had to go back third person because that's yeah. it's only the bit only works if you're observing it, not part of it. Right, right, so, right. Like, there's different things where it's like okay, and that does make sense. But in the grand scheme of things, like you know. Is that sacrilegious to say, like, oh, now I'm going to change it? Like, some people might no. be like, that didn't really happen. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, who, who I, knows it? If these are your personal stories, I mean, if you're, yeah. unless, you're, unless it's like a group thing where you're hanging out with a certain person who knows the story and they're like, well, it didn't happen like that. Mm-hmm. But, but I always want to tell people, like, that's part of the art. The part of the art is, is like taking real life experiences and turning them into funny observations and moments that are stage worthy now you know it it can't just be like verbatim things that happen because not everything in life has a punchline to it not everything has like a good ending to it It just like a lot of things just kind of fizzle out but that doesn't make a good story for a stage well that's true i mean if you look at if you if you look at good storytelling in the comic sense is you have a strong open a yeah. big twist in the middle, and mm-hmm. then a killer ending, a very right. strong ending. With all these different beats throughout it mm-hmm. that are like, you know, adding to the story, keeping it moving along. And there's no like lull or like, okay, well, then there's just like this moment where a lot of boring stuff happened. <laughs> it's like, no, everything is like, is titillating, and you're wanting to hear the next moment in the story yes. after the punch or after some sort of joke. But. That type of creation is not going to come from just a real life story that happened verbatim. No, and have you, have you heard like I, what I love is like I love my friends to death, like my non comic friends. But a lot of times when they tell stories, it's A and B, and then they can't really get to C, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it just it starts going on tangents, and it's just like, what are we talking about now? Right, this is getting right. ridiculous. Whereas like a, a comic would take that story, and if it, if it does need to go from A to B, C there'd be an embellishment to get to see or a way to make it funny to get from the different point, you know, plot points in it and stuff like you, you punch it up and then you can embellish certain things like the girl, the, for example, the girl that sat in my face, it, the, the bit is a five minute bit, right? She was only, I really only couldn't breathe for like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, <laughs> it's so literally the, the time it occurred is less than me actually telling the story. Right. But you're but, obviously building up the setup. You don't just start with, mm-hmm. so she's on my face and I can't breathe. Exactly. I gotta, <laughs> yeah. I got to get to that. You know, yeah. There's things involved. There's my thought process. There's things that are going on. You know, I use yeah, funny little like words. How did, how did you guys even get to naked <laughs> or whatever? You know. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to spend time on 
unzipping. I mean, getting naked is mm-hmm. pretty quick. Mm. No, Tra- no. You need trap, to trap, tell me every article of clothing by like that's right. How which one you took off first? Yeah, you got those weird <laughs> straps on your socks. All those things like <laughs> the garters. You those? Yeah, yeah, the garter in your socks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's classy, so obviously she has sock garters. Well, of course she does. I mean, mm-hmm. who doesn't? What lady out there is running around that sort of right? I was having sex with a girl, and yeah, she was pretty boisterous, very pretty loud. Those are my favorites. Yeah, cheerleaders, baby. <laughs> and then uh, my neighbor did like bang on the wind, like on the wall, and mm-hmm. was definitely it was definitely like the hey, keep it down now. Screw him, man, get louder. This is yeah. my private time. But I was, it was more like a oh, you're just jealous. Pretty much, they're mm-hmm. they're sitting over there like I can't hear you over what I got going on. <laughs> I'm watching Wheel of Fortune, and I can't hear Pat Sajak. What the fuck? And you're getting fucked. God damn it. Staring at Vanna White, just fantasizing. But then, of course, when the girl left, my other neighbor gave me the thumbs up and was like, eh. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, man. You got yourself a scream machine, a squirter, too? What's going on? You got plastic <laughs> sheets? You got to get them plastic seats. She was one, actually. Yeah. See? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something about the loud ones. They're in touch with their body. Oh, yeah. She just was, let it go. Mm-hmm. I had to put down a, a big... Uh, you know, plastic sheet. It was like I was like, it's like Dexter. <laughs> a plastic sheet or a tarp. What are you doing? You like a de- like Dexter. Yeah. Like I was almost. It looked like I was going to kill her, but it wasn't. It was just I was. Put- you were just protecting the the, the varnish mm-hmm. on all the furniture. <laughs> yeah, my. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't want to wash my sheets. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, no, but uh, it's weird when when you're with. Like a squirter, it's like the same thing as like with when you're like with a dude. I would assume when with a. I don't think so. There's not a dick in my face. It's a vagina. Right? I'm talking about the idea of like you know. Obviously, you're thinking like, okay, every time when she ejaculates now, she's gonna like be coming, because clearly she's coming when she's ejaculating, just mm-hmm. like but and just like dudes. So, but not every time. But that's the thing. Like with squirters, sometimes they don't always. You know, squirt. That's, that's true. Sometimes it gets very runny. So sometimes, like, you think, like, hey, how come you're not squirting? Like, you're not getting off or whatever? And she's like, no, I'm still having a good time, blah, blah, blah. And you're, and you're like, but you're not doing what you've done in the past, so what's the deal? And then it's, like, this weird thing, because I've thought to myself, like, it would be weird, like, if you didn't come ever, right? Like, mm-hmm. to a chick. Eventually, the chick's going to be like, where's the jizz? Right? That's true. That, that make, that but you couldn't point. just be like, no, I came. But don't. But I didn't. Aren't, it, nothing came out. Like, like, don't worry about scale, it. Like, aren't there like different <laughs> varieties of like orgasm? Like some are better than others. Sometimes you're, you know, you're mm. shooting a fucking. With women, I would assume. I mean, I wish we had well, a woman guys here. too, right? There's, there's been You've some, had some, some. Some are better than others. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. You're right. But there's always something coming out every time, right? Yeah, but I mean, the velocity might be different. Sometimes you're shooting <laughs> thick, hard rope. Sometimes it's dribbling out the tip. It might be different. <laughs> That's true. Depending on what you ate earlier. Oh, right. Is that what yours is all about? Yep. You're shooting out confetti? <laughs> yeah, if I have eaten a lot of confetti cake. Yeah, confetti or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yep. And then, then, yeah, that's how my jizz comes out. Perfect. And um, if I eat a lot of uh, spaghetti, it comes out, yeah, real ropey. Real ropey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What yep. about like a nice lasagna? Just, uh, then it just, yeah, it comes out in sheets. That's of, it. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Sheets of cum. Yep. <laughs> that's my next album cover. Sheets of cum? Sheets of cum. Yep. 
Uh, do you ever think about that? Like ideas of uh, you coming? No, I no, don't, but really. you're coming out with a live show, right? A That's right. Tating? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, you talking about album titles? Yeah, album titles or I like don't. you know I, special I mean, titles and stuff. For like this that? one, I just want to call it. Hey, I'm not really terrible. <laughs> is, is that is that all it is? <laughs> but then people are gonna be like, I don't know. He was kind of terrible. <laughs> there was that mm. one point where mm. it was like it wasn't the best. This is yeah. Um, I don't know, man. People always make jokes about that. Uh, my like I, I did the recording last year where the audio turned out good and literally I named it Road CD. Right. So I take it on the road and I sell it as a Road CD. What if yeah you just did it like uh, Led Zeppelin where you just number them you just like Matt Cole one Matt Cole two oh, right. Matt Cole three <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and then your fifth one is like physical graffiti physical graffiti yeah I don't know there's been some dumb ones and then like people try to tie like the like if there's like a theme to the set they try to tie that in mm-hmm. I've seen some names on this I get that I always um, like when it's like completely like nonsensical. It's I'll, like I'll just, probably figure out a name for it in the editing process. Like mm-hmm. what, what what really stood out? We should name it that. Mm-hmm. Like, like a I've, tag or something. Mm-hmm. Or? Like I've seen guys go into it. Like oh, I'm going to call it this, and I'm like, but it has nothing to do with anything you talked about for the past <laughs> half hour to hour there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's it's fun to think about, obviously, but um, it's way too early to actually really think about it. <laughs> I don't even have enough material to make an album. Oh, well, there you go. But I feel like it is like... I've seen some guys do like mixtapes, which I found were funny. Mm. Like it's, they took, uh, it's, it's like an, uh, Eric Knowles, very funny comedian uh, mm-hmm. down in San Diego, headlines everywhere. He was like selling a mixtape recently where like he legit has like an hour plus, but it was like just he recorded different bits and this is like the best bit of those sets and kind of put them together. Right. So it flows like an album, but it's recorded in different places each right. time. The thing I loved about uh, recent albums that I saw somebody put out, and I, I've talked about it before a lot, but I just love it. And I love the dude that uh, I'm talking about is Sam Tripoli. Tripoli's great, man. And he put out an album where it was the same hour set, but it was a double disc where the first disc was him bombing mm-hmm. and the second disc was him killing. Killing with the same material? Yeah, with the same So it's, hour. it's almost like uh, Andrew Dice Clay. He pulled out like the day the comedy died. He mm. went to like uh, one of the danger fields. Yes. Did an unannounced spot and recorded like an hour and just bomb to put that totally. out as an album yes so he did something like that but he did then again the the b-side would mm-hmm. be him doing the same material but crushing with it that's a Hell great yeah. idea was that the diabolical sam Tripoli? i think so yeah i think i heard i think i heard the crush that i don't think mm-hmm. i heard the other one and it's totally uh it's weird because and it is partly i think of because you can tell like he says that the the bombing set was like you know a friday on a 130 or something like it's way like just everybody was just tossed and not well, there that's, again if you go back and listen and i don't want to stop talking about sam Tripoli, great yeah. comedian hilarious comedian doesn't get enough do comedian no but going back to uh david tells we were talking about skinks for the memory he mm-hmm. was doing Denver comedy works late show drunk crowd rowdy crowd yeah and kept them in line through the whole thing and it's a comic now going back listen to that it's like there's people i um who are you just talking about pete holmes yeah said he would have been afraid to do a crowd like that then. Oh, yeah, of course. I would think so, too. Like, it's hard to get people, especially when they're wasted, Mm -hmm. to pay attention to you. (laughs) Well, especially if you're doing stories. Of course. But, like, the stuff he was doing, I mean, he was getting, what, a hard laugh every three to seven seconds. But I feel like you have to be in a tell where you have those stories where it is so, like, filthy. But not filthy, like... It's, a, it's, 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 so, it's like it was it's almost like it was the perfect barroom set yeah yeah like that's not gonna work at like a theater just with a, a thousand people in it you know like right. an actual theater theater like you can't do that same set you but, have to be in some dingy low ceiling club that's like got people that are like but that's the kind of comedy that I, I like though yeah and there's a different set of like 
I, I don't know though. Like I feel like obviously there's the Joe Rogans of the world mm-hmm. that That'll, can do both. Yeah, do like the five thousand seater and, and but also do the store for just you know fifteen mm-hmm. minutes in the belly room or whatever, and still do the same material. Yeah, but why isn't Attell doing theaters with the same material? You know, is it just because of the material, or is it because of he does it's him? Well, I mean, I'm sure if he could, if he had to draw the fill up theaters, he you don't think he has the 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 fans, or I don't know. I feel like he does. I feel like he's definitely maybe in certain cities, especially I, again with him. I, he's obviously a beloved comic with other comics, but like right. his heyday was the Insomniac years, right? Right, and then he had the uh, Dave's old porn on Showtime, which for was a while. amazing. And then I don't know if he's in the public eye enough to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, look at comedy clubs outside of social media, maybe in an internet website or two. You don't really even see who's in the local area. Most people don't think, hey, let's go see a comedy show tonight. Right. So when you do see his name, it's and that's the problem too. It's like, oh, he was just here a week ago. He won't be back for another year. And then they keep missing him. And then eventually it's like, well, we moved on to other comics. And I'm probably talking, you know, like I know him, obviously, but maybe he's not that type of guy that wants to be doing those theaters. You know, obviously he's like, oh, I could do, but I don't, I choose not to. Well, I don't know. I could see him doing those, wanting to do them. Right. Like selling out like the, the big ones. Right. But it definitely doesn't feel like, I feel like he would lose something in his material a little bit. Right. Because like when he does like the new Irvine, that's I think it's like almost a 600 seater. That's too, too big for comedy. Mm-hmm. Maybe we open up a new Brea improv at the end of the month. Or oh, yeah. I heard they're remodeling five, it. Yeah. Well, they, they moved down the street a little. Mm-hmm. It's on the other mm-hmm. side of Yard House. Nice. But it's going to be a 500 seater. You know, it's just like to me, those are it's almost like too big for like a, a I get going out want to see a show and like that's in getting, you know, the money for it and putting asses in seats. But to me, it kind of takes away from like stand up. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, like you said, that lo- like uh, we have a local club now that opened called the Rec Room here in Huntington Beach. Yeah, to me, I feel that's almost the perfect room for comedy. Low ceilings. I think it max out at like 130, 150 people max. Yeah, the stage is just elevated enough to where you can see from the back of the room to the front of the room, mm-hmm. and everybody's in close enough to where every laugh it, it's connected. It's not like Irvine. If you went to the new Irvine Improv, it's so long. If if you're there and you're you're in row the back row, you're watching a comic on a television screen because they're so far away from you. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. And you're going to definitely get waves, but it's going to be a weird wave mm-hmm. where you're you're going into other bits while the like people in the back are finally hearing it. That's that's true. Um last year I got the chance to go it's it's up in near Fresno. It's called Madeira. It's the Abcal. It was uh, it's an outdoor comedy show mm-hmm. where like on average like 4 or 5 600 people show up and it, it's right next up. So they bring their own lawn chairs. Right. But it, and they're spaced out to where you hit a punchline, you actually got to put that extra pause cuz it's like a C. It goes out and comes back again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or else you're stepping over too much stuff. Yeah, I did that. Um I was at a, a festival a long time ago and it was like that where there was people in the front that were kind of paying attention. Oh, like the oddball? Yeah. Yeah, th- that's weird. Though. Like big outdoor amphitheaters. It's I get it for music. To me, it's a terrible setup yeah. for comedy. And it was definitely like, but other people in the back, I don't know. Like I feel like they were definitely a second or two late on the joke. Right. And, well, and that's the thing about comedy is you have to be involved as an audience member. You have to be paying attention and mm-hmm. you have to be sold. You have to be into it. Because mm-hmm. laughter, it's it's a it's a it's the body's response to shock and awe. Really, is what it is. It's a mm. defense mechanism. So, laughter is. Yeah, it's 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 technically the, it's. I don't know. I have to go back and look at the class, but it's one of our defense mechanisms. I did not know that. It's it, the body triggers a laugh. It's an, it's an automatic response this way to things. Okay, that makes sense. It's a response to whatever you hear. It's some sort of defense. I, I don't know, man. Go Google it. I remember, <laughs> dude, I, I heard a very, I was in a class a long time ago. It was a TED Talk? No, it was actually like a college class. That's how oh, long okay. it was. So it's easily over 10 years ago. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I didn't retain a lot of stuff from college. Maybe. No? Yeah, I guess I did a few classes. Not over in, uh, where should I go again? Yep. San Dimas? Nope. Uh, Dominguez Hills. Dominguez Hills. Yep. It's in Compton. Really? Yep. I was from the hood. From the hood? I went to the school of hard knocks. Hard knocks. No, not really. But I was one of the only white guys there. Really? <laughs> yep. But I got along well with everybody. I didn't have any uh, squabbles or beefs. Neither did I. I uh, I've never gotten into a fight with a black guy in my life. I've never been in a fight. I've never had. You've a, never been punched? Nope. Oh, you I mean, get I, I was. I remember uh, doing like some sort of like backyard boxing once with my I got friend. You. It was like, off and yeah, a couple shots. Like we got a bunch of like boxing gear from like played against sports or whatever, mm-hmm. and we were just in the backyard and we were kind of just like kind of not really hitting each other but hitting each other, and then eventually he was like, "All right, let's like really fight. Like let's really do this." And I'm like, "No, let's not." And he's like, "No, let's." I don't care. Like, we're going to do this. And then, like, I was very apprehensive, but then he kept, like, just going, like, no, 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 we're doing it. And then eventually I'm, like, fine. And then, like, my first punch to his face, I broke his nose. <laughs> I took it back. I just remember my, my first and only fight with the black guy was in seventh grade. His name was Marcus Green. Yeah. And he fought me after school because I made fun of him. That was health class, and he failed the mail in Meet me test. at the oak tree after school. That was right in front of the bus stop. <laughs> Meet me in front of the bus stop. Tree, yeah. No, but when I moved to the South, I got into a fight with a lot of white rednecks. Man. It was the World Stars? Uh, that was before the World Star years. This was before the internet was even a thing. AOL mm. was still getting mailed to people's houses. <laughs> right. It was my fighting <laughs> days. Right. But how'd you get into those fights? Uh, so I was a white guy from the North, and they were still fighting the Yankees down there. South oh, of Rising right. bullshit. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, those guys. Nice. You weren't part of the conflict. I, I didn't start the trouble, but I, I always stuck up for myself. Right. Eventually, you have to fight back, obviously. Yep. But you don't have to be the... First one that throws the punch, I guess, maybe. It took me It took me beating up a kid. I'll never forget his name. David Dettelbach. Piece of shit. <laughs> right. It took me beating up that guy to finally earn my respect on the team. That guy sounds like he should have been on your side. Dettelbach? Yeah, that sounds not a Southern. Oh, well, they're not all they're not all Bufords and fucking Bubba's down there, dude. Right. Birdie? <laughs> they accept Cletus? one Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Dettelbach. I don't think Dettelbach's a Jewish last name. It's uh, German, if anything. Oh, right? okay. Well, a lot of G- Jews are from Germany. Well, the ones that are left. Yeah, that was (laughs) kind of a sore subject we're touching on there. Right, right. Well, let's hope he was German. That's probably how he got accepted. There you go. Um, No, but so you kicked his ass? Yeah, fought him in the locker room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's been moments where I've definitely had to like, I've always been like a pacifist, not like, I don't like violence. I hate guns. I hate a lot of stupid shit like that well i've never been that amped up alpha douche but I, I am a douche i was i've been a bro douche for many years i've definitely been physical but it's more like yeah i'll wrestle with my brother you know when we were kids and stuff and we would do stupid like roughhouse stuff that, that's just and, sibling rivalry to begin with yeah man. that's what brothers but do. it wasn't like we were fighting or we were like full-on like no you yeah there was the rule no punching to the face no punching to the dick everything right else is all right yeah <laughs> and don't tell mom well, well, that's the problem. Then the young one gets hurt, and then they run the mom. Yep. Were you the young one? <laughs> no, I was the older one, but I would definitely convince him, like, if you tell mom, we're both getting in trouble. That was, oh, that's so, so good. The mental <laughs> games. I know the, oh, that's great. That's a whole subject you should yep. probably hit up on. It's just, because girls, girls are great with, like, mental games, is like the sibling stuff, like my sister yes. did that, but, like, being able to convince your brother, like, hey, man, if you tell on me right now, we're both going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like You're going to get in trouble, too. So. Yeah, like, you're going to get in trouble because your arm's broken. I'm going to get in trouble because I broke your arm. My, my so. brother did. We were playing outside, and he <laughs> fell out of a tree port and to break his arm on a tree, and he, I made him blame the tree now. <laughs> that is trice. That he, 
And then the first yeah. time he actually was weird. Holy shit. I'm sounding like the abusive brother now. That was the second time he broke it. The first time we were in a house and we had this like school desk, but it was like from World War II made out of like shell cake. I don't know. It was like thick steel. Awesome. And he broke his arm on that desk too. Same spot, same brain. <laughs> bring up the last segment that i like to do with all the comics last segment it's called inside the comic studio uh i first stole these questions from james lipton who stole the questions from bernard pebo and these are just rapid stole fire. the questions from somebody else with a weird name probably but i didn't really just steal them i also i kind of tweaked them to be my own as well so it's not just stuff that james lipton or any other person talked about before but anyway nonetheless let's get into question one if you could make a geometric shape, what would it be called and what would it be? Oh, dude, really? Mm-hmm. I thought we were like, uh, geometric shape. Don't they already exist? Like the hexa cons or whatever? Yeah, all those, but let's change one of those or if... Let's change one of those. I would no longer... The, the eight one, the eight set one, the octagon would no longer yeah. become the octagon. It what would, would you call it? Man-Rapagon. Man-Rapagon. Because that's what all the UFC fights in. Oh, okay. So you would... Tie it to UFC, and it's like, hey, we're gonna jab UFC. The octagon no is pun super tied to the UFC, so yeah, that's the one I would. Right. And do you think it would be as cool if the like? Do you think they they tried out different shapes? Like it was a pentagon first. Yeah, they're like right. two guys in the pentagon, and they're like, no, that doesn't sound right. They try to ring like a squared ring, like boxing, mm-hmm. like a square. They're like, oh, we gotta no, use that something different, man. We yeah. gotta use something else. Like, how about instead of it being a square? It's two squares. There's dec- decahedron or whatever. Right, are. that's yeah. twelve, right, or ten? I think so. Or yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> they try like the, like the isosceles again. So it's like <laughs> op- yep. obtuse triangles and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got two men, one coming out of the dodecahedron. Yep, it's gonna be catching on real soon. Okay, so the man rapagon. I like it. Okay, next question. Uh. What is your favorite joke that never gets a laugh? Out of mine? <laughs> you could say somebody else's joke, too. <laughs> oh. That never, ever, ever gets a laugh. There's a tag I used to use a lot, and I, I do it just... There's jokes... Actually, there's two. There's two jokes I do just for me, mm-hmm. and I don't care if they work. It just... A lot of times, I just love watching the reaction out of them. And? What, what is it? Uh, I'll, I'll give the, so there's, there's one I do. I talk about dating interracially. Mm-hmm. I've never been able to date an Asian girl, and usually when I say that, like an Asian girl will yell up really loud, and I go, don't worry, there's more of you here. They're just trained better. They're submissive. <laughs> I love saying that. I fucking love it. But it usually people are like, I don't know if that's okay. Yeah, that, I don't and like that's the, that. that's the whole point. I don't like that. It's funny. Yeah, I, I do that. <laughs> that's the point. The whole point. You say crazy shit to make it less appealing. I always like when people are like, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but that was funny. Like, I don't like that. I like that about mm-hmm. me. Like, like, inside, I probably shouldn't be racist, but that was funny. But that's the whole point. Is it's, it's not. There's no malice behind it. It's just a silly word. Like one of my favorite. Kind, I don't want to give away all his bits, but right. there's this comic. I, I find him hilarious. His name's Quinn Dale, one of the funnier guys. And one of his bits, and I'll, I'll just do it. Not justice, but he goes, you know, like there's there's no guys. I, I'm not racist. I married a Mexican woman. You hear you saying I'm not. I can't be racist. I married a lesser race, <laughs> which to me is it's it's you know it's the juxtaposition. It's but it's it's funny, and it's a right to laugh at that because there's no malice behind it. 
but you say you say something like that out of context, and suddenly everybody's like, "Oh, he's a fucking racist." Right, blah blah blah. Right. And just because I looked the way, did uh, some comic the other day. Just I, I made a comment. He goes, "Oh, it's because you're racist." I'm like, just because I'm a fat white dude with, who's balding graciously, I haven't shaved it yet. <laughs> just because I like talking about race and stuff, it doesn't make you a racist. It means what you're talking about is racial. Yes. I'm not a racist. You're just an idiot. Yeah, is what it is a lot in my mind. Right, and if we can't talk about these subjects, then what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm not trying to say we only need to talk about that, but like, no, and that's that's the thing. what makes us uh, intelligent human beings is that we have the ability to speak our minds in an eloquent way, and maybe in those cool moments, we can make it in a humorous way, oh. not just, uh, you know, you can make it have a point and a punchline at the same time. This is true. Next question. If hell exists, what would you like to hear Satan say to you? Oh, if hell exists, like, jeez, dude, that's some deep stuff in this, man. <laughs> right. Would Satan say to me? Yeah. Do you believe in an afterlife? Do yeah, you? yeah, sure. There's an afterlife. Let's go there. And you then feel like, like you're going to hell? <laughs> uh, I don't... What does it say? I'm on the wrong side of heaven, but the righteous side of hell? Is that a five-finger death right. song? Well, yeah. I feel like either side sounds kind of cool in their own way. You think hell would be cool? Yeah. Like eternal torment? I mean, you'd get to meet a lot of cool people. Uh, what if you're solo by yourself? Tormented <laughs> in hell alone. Right. Well, I mean, I don't mind, like, hanging out with family members that I'd never hung out with before. Like, <laughs> um, Man, we're all related, bro. We're all homo sapiens, dude. So, so you're saying, hey, yeah, you don't want to be in hell? You don't want you well, I, go I, to heaven instead? Well, I mean, I think it would be better than hell, right? It'd well, be- I feel like it's it's a, it's just all, all, all a matter of perspective. You know, it's relative. I mean, if you read any of the scriptures, depending on if it's Jewish or Islamic or... Well, Jewish people technically don't believe in hell. Christians preach brimstone fire. So do the... Uh, so do the... Uh, the the Muslims, the Islam preaches pretty bad stuff about hell. Um, it doesn't sound like a good place. But what about like those ideas, like you know, Twilight Zone, where you know you can't lose at, uh, you know, gambling? Does that suddenly now make the game better? If you're always winning and you you never lose anymore, you know, now there's no more risk. Now yeah, there's no more risk. Um, so is that heaven or hell? Oof, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, that you point, ever see that episode? Uh, no, but that's great. So I actually watched the Twilight Zone episode where he, he has a stopwatch that can stop time and restart it, but then it breaks yes. and he's stuck in the end. Yeah, that's a good um, one, too. Good one too. And would that now be heaven or That would hell? be hell. That would be hell, man. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of uh, things like that in Twilight Zone and a lot of other shows, too, where, you know, that, that idea of, like, um, if you're always in a perpetual state of bliss, is that now suddenly better overall? Well, you if know? you're in bliss, bliss to me also, it, 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 it's a... If you're in bliss, there has to be some sort of ignorance that goes with it. I think there has to be a give and take. Because if there's no, I mean, if, if you're if you're in a place that's heaven and there's no negative anything, everything's positive. Well, then yeah, it's going to stay that way. But I, maybe you're blinded to the, the negative. States. You know, like you're now heaven. You're you're now going and doing stand up like you always wanted to in front of hundreds of thousands, and you're killing, but you're killing with jokes that like are complete dog shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's heaven, so they don't ever not. Bomb. You never bomb or anything, you know. That's hilarious. Is that now actually there are some or? comics that are doing that to these days? They're bombing with some shit jokes, um, right? You suddenly just come up with hack premises the like, whole time. I'm like, you might be a spiritual hit <laughs> just the whole mm-hmm. time. Like, yeah. you might be in heaven, and nobody's going, hey, you know what? Bill Engvall already does that. <laughs> Walk around. <laughs> Here's your heavenly sign, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, that bit that you do that Bill Engvall already does. It's so hilarious, man. We're in heaven. There's no joke stealing <laughs> here. It's all original. Nope. Fun. Everybody's just killing, and that's the thing. It's like I don't know if that. I want to be in that heaven. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if I'd want to be in the opposite of that. Like either. the idea, it's always like better when it's earned and justified. And like, I think that's what is great about being here on earth is like, yeah, the failure is horrible. But when you don't fail, that's when you're like, see, it's because I'm good. It's because you're I, right. Without, without failure, you don't appreciate success. Well, that's, yeah. that's very true. And 
you're always going to run into a shitload more failure in comedy than you are success. At this least is, this, that's been my, my take of it so far. Anyway, let's move on to another question. Number two. Okay. What sexual position will you never try again? Never try again? Yeah. You're oh, just, you're dude. Just done. It's over. Done? There was, what's the one where anything that's just strenuous at this point <laughs> oh i know the one yeah it's um where you're doing like a back bend and she's sitting on top okay i will never do that got it like you're like doing like some sort of like downward dog or no 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 you're, you're facing the other direction like a back bend so like oh, you, okay. your dick would be towards the sky and she's like riding you like a crab move you're like kind of yeah a backwards crab and then she's you know, on backwards top. where you push and you kind of like mm-hmm, push up so mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of arced yeah that's arched, tough I think is the that, right word, yeah. that sounds like it's not gonna happen for no. very long and actually mo- i'm sure most of them in the comments are true i'm probably never gonna be able to do <laughs> right right i agree Okay, next question. What profession would you like to see abolished? Abolished profession? Yeah, no more fill in the blank. No, no more car salesman. No more car salesman. No, okay. no, no more. Just you just go, you purchase a car like you would like a pair of pants. Right. No more haggling. Just from like Costco no, yeah, no, no more no more dudes that couldn't make it through college or get a GED mm-hmm. that are just, you know, and whatever that sticker price is, you get you pay for that. Or car. keep the car salesman, get rid of the car finance guy. That's the guy that's the asshole. That's the guy that fucks okay. you over, yeah. So no more financing cars. You just have to buy cars out right now. Well, or the guy that does the financing. The guy, okay. the guy that says, hey, this is actually a 48-month uh, No more lease, negotiation. But you ended up in a 60-month. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. That's what happened to me. Yeah. Well, that's what makes you... Yeah, they want you in the longer leases. I want them out of the... Yeah, because they're getting uh, more of the uh, the interest off you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could definitely Predatory deal without those. We could get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get, get, I'm down with that. Get rid of those people. I feel like once we get driverless cars, there will be more of that. You know, it'll just I, be. I definitely believe nobody will own cars. You'll just use them. You know? Oh, like a service? Yeah. Well, isn't that Uber's whole intent was to get the prices down to get the kill the taxi system so they totally. these things? Yeah, and wouldn't you pay like a flat rate, like fifty bucks a month, to just have Ubers whenever you want? Yeah, just kind of show up to your car. Yeah. To it and drive places. Whenever you, yeah, you just use one oh, every, every day, day to work, or yeah. you use one every day to whatever you're doing. But you pay like a flat monthly rate. That would work. Yeah, I would do that too. Instead of like paying for a car, you know, you don't you don't have a, a monthly car price bill. it out. You just and you don't pay for gas anymore. It would totally be more affordable. And then you don't have to worry about ever yeah being drunk or mm-hmm. you could also multitask by doing sh- like watching Netflix while you're riding in the back seat or something. Yeah, but then all you're gonna see is just people getting like roadhead and fucking at cars. Hell yeah, you're that's gonna, gonna have, be like, awesome. Sticky little cars everywhere. Well, I, I'm I'm definitely into that. Someone else's spooge. Mm-hmm. You're, you're getting like it sinks like sex in here. You ever like, watch Taxi Cab Confessionals? Oh, dude, is that HBO from back yeah. in the day? Yeah, that was like sophomore, right? Yeah, you would occasionally see like girls giving head in the back or whatever, or hand jobs, or guys like you know fingering chicks and stuff. But it would never be like so. It wouldn't be that illicit. It wouldn't be like whoa, I could totally see your labia. It's not like that. You wow. just know what's going on, and clearly it's weird because the driver's definitely like trying to still like hey what's up with them dodgers yeah <laughs> like you really, dude, that, really that, finger blasting it good there man <laughs> <laughs> would you bring that up would you would you or would you just let it happen if i was the driver yeah oh, i'd be commentating like like yo yo she don't like that gotta move her to the left dude man yeah keep it towards the top that's with the bean the bean <laughs> you're not flicking hot enough <laughs> and then he's just like dude let me do it just just drive me to the Denny's that we were going to. Yeah, he's like, should you keep the eyes on the road, man? This is a self-driving car. I'm not even a real taxi driver. <laughs> I've just been sitting here the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised you didn't realize. Okay, next question. What celebrity would you like to be mistaken for? Uh, which ones have I already been mistaken for? Yeah, or what would you want to be mistaken? I don't know. When I used to wear like one of those Newsies, someone said it looked like Dom DeLuise. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be which cool I, if I, you sounded like him. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, mistaken for... 
I don't know. I don't care. My thing is, I don't give a shit about celebrities. Right. I think celebrity worship is absolute garbage. Mm. They're terrible people, most of them, to begin with. True. They haven't deserved being celebrated as people. Right. And I, just being on TV or film, that doesn't make you a better person. Exactly. It just makes you somebody your, that... Your point is not more valid than someone else's, because you play <laughs> pretend for a living. Right, right, right. Um, I don't know, man. Probably a famous astronaut. That would be cool, right? Oh, like, you want to be mistaken for, like, Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, okay. dude. Well, especially because he's so... Did he die yet? He was crazy as shit towards the end of his oh, life, Oh, that's man. right. Yeah, he started fighting people. Fighting people, people until, yeah. like, he didn't go to the moon or whatever. <laughs> yes, yes. Dude, I definitely want to be Buzz in that case. That's awesome. <laughs> I could understand. That would be fun. That's right. He fucking punched some reporter in the face. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And he's like 78 and he's like still trying to throw yeah, a like dropped him too. I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, you're not expecting a dude to throw a punch. No, in. you're sitting there talking shit. You don't think some fucking 75-year-old man's going to just piece you to the face and knock you out when hit. <laughs> but of course, he went the fucking like, you know, he was in the Navy or Air Force or he was like definitely yeah, was, like. Yeah. Well, he was definitely in shape and ready to fight. Yeah, he was a yeah. fucking astronaut. Back when those were like legit celebrities. You're some badass. Oh. Yeah. Man on the moon? Of course. And clearly, yeah, we went to the moon. Well. Depending on which which theory you believe. Okay, so Buzz Aldrin's full of shit. I mean, come on. <laughs> it would be interesting to figure out really who if if it really did happen or not. I feel it did, but I mean, there's a lot of things to point that we did. There's a lot of things depending on what conspiracies you look at says that we don't. But I, I don't care enough either way. Well, either way, we was, do have Tang, so that's a plus. Yeah, we have Tang. Uh, yep, and Velcro and GPS and a lot of things that NASA brought so even if they didn't go to the moon they made a lot of cool inventions this is cool so let's move on next tang favorite tang flavor yeah orange obviously (laughs) okay what is your best impression of what oh dude that's you can do an impression of a family member or just anybody in your life that you know or a celebrity or any type of character Dude, I, I I suck at being on the spot with a lot of these. I, I don't know. I like going I, accents, maybe. Okay, what's your favorite accent? I just like rednecks. They're so fucking fun to mimic. It's just that down south. Well, and then there's the, the, well, yeah, there's the yell, but then there's like the different like, especially like East Tennessee, where they're a little bit crazier. They're like, all right, man, this is what we got to do. This is like America's right. like America's redneck voices. All right, we're gonna go Walmart. We're gonna get in a truck. We're gonna go out there. When you get in park life, you see a man. I don't care the motherfucker say. You see that dude? We're gonna go out there. We're gonna get in a truck. If he, if he give you any shit, we can't fight today because cops do got on probation. Just like that. <laughs> that fucking just like that whole like ridiculous. I always like how they have like little sayings too. Like I tell you what. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, the getter. You, yeah, you jumping up fatter than a critter over there, man. You got a grasshopper up in that skirt, you know. She going, <laughs> like, right? Like, it's cooler than riding a, mm-hmm. a fridge on a bull on a back, man. You wilder than a raccoon in a, in a orange nest. It's just like, so. yeah, yes. <laughs> Any of those phrases, you're like, that's amazing. I don't even care if it's racist. That's funny. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh huh. No. I, I feel like uh, that's almost a given for most white people is that you can always just slide into that. Even if you're not from there, you just, everybody knows do, how to do, do it. Do that accent, yeah. And it's funny. Oh, that, what I was going to say last night. So there's been a lot, speaking of accents, uh, The Simpsons has been on my TV for over 23, 25 years. Easily. And there's the whole, a lot of people are offended that, uh, what is it, Frank Azaria? Who does Apu's voice? Yeah, Frank, or no, no, it's Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria, that's who it is. And supposedly that's racist now. Yes, because he's because, a cultural because, appropriation. Yeah. Yeah. So I, the other night I watched an Indian comedian do a redneck voice. How is that not the same thing? Where's, oh, right. where's the outrage there? By the way, it's not like he's doing it to be malicious or making fun of him. He's not like, oh, thank you, come again. No. You know, like, oh, that bullshit that they do. He's just doing a boo. And not only that, but they're only He's doing hiring, a parody of a parody. And they're literally hiring him so they don't have to hire another person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they want as few people doing all the voices as possible. Yeah, it, it's been on for 20 plus years, and you're just now getting it. Get the fuck out of here. Like, we don't have to pay this person any more money, and he's doing an extra character for us, so mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. And he's been doing it for 20 years, and nobody gave a shit until now. Yeah, well, come on now. Let's, you know, that's very up. And it's, just, it's all bullshit. It's all this script. It, it's right, right, right. Can you make a fart noise? I mean, yeah. Can, do you want 
to do it? Or I mean, what kind of? Are we talking something a little juicy or something a little louder? Like okay, okay. choice. Uh, we're talking like an after drinking. Um, all right, the one earlier today was, and this was just was mild. It was. So here, one second. Okay. I don't know. That was pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah, I like them all. Those all right. are great. Yeah. Um, can you make a <laughs> fart noise? Is that really a fucking question? Yeah. You don't like fart noises? Um. Yeah, I do. You ever fart in front of women? I like, have on occasion. Oh, like I, on I, purpose? I, I, dude, when I, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Especially at bars. Yeah. There are girls like where they, oh, there's this one. I, I don't want to name her. She's probably not going to listen to this. Anyways, there's a chick in the clubhouse that never, she's just always talking. So there's a lot of times where like I will just soil the air next to her, <laughs> and then like like and then in mid conversation kind of get away from it. So it's like the other person did it and right? just stink bomb the hell. That's out of awesome. Me. Yeah, there's a few people that you definitely want to do that to. Just like get away from me, or just I'm gonna leave and leave you a present. <laughs> yeah, this is for you, buddy. <laughs> Especially yeah, certain women for sure. Okay, next question: If you were to create a podcast, what would it be <laughs> called? Uh, when you do the Tom Gosh episode, was this like a four-hour segment? <laughs> uh, he hasn't been on this uh, oh, he hasn't? podcast. No, he's, he's been he on like the... like 30 uh, of them. <laughs> yeah, he was on the uh, Sex in the City podcast. Well, the one I did create, and, and uh, I stopped doing it because when I had people over, I guess they towed out. I didn't want to get anybody towed. I, mm. I created one called Honest Ignorance, which was what I realized what I am uh, is I'm just an ignorant person. Ignorance is the absence of knowledge. It doesn't mean you're dumb. You know, it's when it goes back to that thing, the more I see, the less I know. So what I did is I tried to bring on guests, comedians, people that live their lives outside of what I consider to be your daily normal and try to find out a little bit about that ignorance. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that turned into, uh, I reached a couple this year called Arrested Ignorance. I wanted to talk to other comedians and people that have gone through the jail system, mm-hmm. like myself, to share stories. But right now, like if I were to create a new podcast, I'd want to do it with a buddy, somebody, and just, I don't know. You, you see ones out there like, there's the one called like the dollar push takes American history or some sort of history and does yes. it. There's one called Crime That's Funny where they take oh, yeah, a historical crime again and somebody riffs on it. Mm-hmm. I think I'd want to do one based on like TV shows like Cheers or mm-hmm. something like that yeah. but but and have one person know about it the other person not and just kind of do like a riff back and forth right like a you're telling this person about it or they're finding it or, out for the first or, time or, but or, you're the expert mm-hmm, or something that's not just about comedy right 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 so, that's what I mean me and like, April the crime, did. yeah crime ones are big right now I, yeah I don't know I, I just you yeah. guys are doing the Sex in the City one I can see how Cheers would work with some people but here's the thing like you think that like nobody's talking about a certain TV show but I guarantee you somebody's already talking about that TV show yeah I'm not yeah. saying you can't do it no I know but there's always going to be another uh, there's going to be competition with every but, TV I mean, show I mean everybody's already talking politics I don't want to get involved in that right. I don't want to talk sports because there's a thousand sports ones honestly the, the ignorance one I found I had most fun with it. I still have fun with it because it's, it's to me it's unique because it's people coming from a different mm-hmm. point of view. Like uh, when Robin Tran first came out, yeah, as transgender, I, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what the fuck that was all about. Mm-hmm. So talking with her at the time, and I'm sure that's changed a hundred times over. Yeah, she's uh, cool. you know, I sat she's down really with uh, two buddies of mine who aren't comics, or they're they're both gay, they're married, talking about gay marriage, what it's really like. That's tight compared to other stuff. Um, I was talking. You know, about I, I talked. To, I talked to a guy that used to pick up dead bodies for a living. Yes, I talked to a comedian whose mom committed suicide. What's that like? You know, like so. There's a lot of things in there. You know, I talked to Tom Goss, who, again, just a sweetheart of a guy, but, you know, he's been institutionalized over a dozen times for trying to hurt himself and other psychiatric issues. Mm-hmm. And that's great. I mean, you know, I don't know what it's like to go to a fucking funny farm. Yeah, and you know, it's like, nice to be able to, you know, go into an idea with, like, hey, I'm not being offensive. I'm not trying to be, like, offensive. I'm just trying to gain some intelligence or gain some knowledge on yeah. this idea of that you experienced. But there's, a, you know, there's a bunch. Like, one of my favorites was John Toll. He's, he's a comedian who's been right. around for a while. He's in Denver now. But he's super Catholic, and I wanted to learn about the Catholic faith. And it turned out like he's more—he's like, he's like a Buddhist Catholic. Like he believes like hardcore in like the seven chakras, but he also mm-hmm. hears to like the Catholic rituals and stuff. And so there, there's some stuff about their like religion. Like I talked to people that have immigrated to this country. Uh, OC guys, you can think of like Opie was on there. I talked to Omid Singh. Um, there's some other people you know I talked to have come to you know just find out like what their experience is like. There's a book out there by Daniele Bolelli. 
and he's uh, that's a made up name. Yeah, <laughs> he's a guy that does a podcast, and he's a UFC. Is, is, is that Amelia Bedelia's brother? Yes. <laughs> no, he's. Uh, I think he's from Italy. Yeah, but uh, he basically wrote a book called uh, "Build Your Own or Choose Your Own Religion," or and it's basically this idea of like, you know, everybody likes to basically take a base of some sort of theory or perspective or spiritualness you know from whatever it is like buddhism christianity whatever mm-hmm. and then they just tweak it to their own delights you know they basically go like okay this one well, part that's what, that's what this, most people do i don't like with. that this other part i like this I mean, and they just basically choose their own religion i mean christianity's like that there was the catholicism the catholic faith and luther yeah that's broke why there's so many denominations and then that's exactly what it is after luther broke away with the, the lutherans and then all these i mean you have like the protestants some day adventists sure you have even non-denominational is a denomination <laughs> it's there's so many different but yeah people will call themselves like yeah lutherans or baptists or uh protestants mm-hmm. but they don't take all the tenets of what a true protestant is or well then that's true lutheran I mean, we could do we could talk about religion forever but i think the problem with modern christianity is they no longer fo- focus on the teachings of christ and they try to preach the old uh, the old testament rules and rituals man. yeah fuck it and if they just stop doing that people start hitting the jews again no just <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck them too it was their book we're just we're just talking to you about it right no, anyway yeah let's let's get off next that. yeah because we could go on that all day last question when was the last time you were kissed by a girl well, i hope so yeah or by somebody uh, have to be thursday oh nice and we did morning kissing too Whoa. that's awesome was it sensual? Was it lovely? Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was adequate. Yeah, it's not like kissing your mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how it is in your family. I don't like know. My mom's mom. a pretty good kisser. <laughs> she taught me everything I know. <laughs> <laughs> she taught me how to throw. How to <laughs> not kiss. to get gross, but there was when I lived in the South. There was some of that going on, like mothers trying to prepare their sons and teaching right. them different stuff. And now I, this is how you treat a lady. Well, like sexual grab her shit. titty. Yeah, and that, you put your mouth on her lips. I remember hearing about that school. That was pretty disgusting. <laughs> that was the late nineties, still. Right. No, I feel like, uh, yeah, you could definitely learn a lot from your mom, especially in the ways of love. But who wants that? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Anyway, uh, that's nice, though, that you've uh, remember the last time uh, that you've been kissed. I've asked a few people this. and They couldn't remember? No, they didn't. Well, it was that's a couple sad. days ago. I mean, before that, before this has been going on, it was, what, a couple months ago? Oh, yeah, that's even bad. That's worse. I make the joke on stage, but literally my sex life is a lot like the way corporations pay taxes. Hmm? Like, I get laid, like, quarterly at best. <laughs> Every three to four months. That's about it. Yep. That's still pretty good in my book. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know if... Uh, I, I think I have maybe been a little more than quarterly. Good. I mean, I'm not trying to man at this age, but, you right. know, I need some action. Yeah. You have needs. Yeah. Still have testosterone. I'm not low T yet or whatever mm-hmm. it's considered. Yeah. I like it. I want to thank, obviously, Matt Cole for coming in. Dude, thanks for sitting here for all afternoon talking with me. Yeah, man, it was great. And, of course, yeah, if you want to hear him even more so on uh, just talking about Sex in the City, you can check him out on, obviously, You're Such a Sex in the City podcast. podcast. Yeah. Season 2, episode 15 or whatever it was. Yeah, it was just recently. So uh, go check that out. And also uh, just 
throw out the social media. Yeah, guys, please follow me at all social media at Mackle Comedy. You can check out my website for upcoming dates at MackleComedy.com. And if you guys are local in Orange County, I will be fil- filming my very first 30-minute special here in Huntington Beach, the new comedy clip, The Rec Room. That's going to be on May 31st, which is a Thursday. starts at 8 p.m. Show up early, guys. Tickets are available. Half, actually, half off online tickets. Yeah. So $10, you can go to my website for that, or you can go to RecRoom.com to get that. Uh, Sean Williams will also be there. It's going to be a killer show. Come out to do that. If you guys are in Orange County, come out and support some live comedy. You can check out Daryl, myself, around shows all over the places. Clubhouse Comedy Show at North County in Placentia is the second Tuesday of every month. And uh, we got the Kitsch Bar over in Costa Mesa. Yeah. And that is right now, I think it's the fourth Saturday is where we changed it to. So you can come check us out, everybody. Sweet. Guys, also check me out at This Comics Life or This Comics Life Pod at gmail.com if you want to write me an archaic email or just, yeah, hit me up on the old Google. Yeah, but don't worry. It's I'm not the black guy with the big dick. I'm those small white guy with the stupid. Are beard. you still mailing that out to people? Yep. Is that, is that your mailing list? Is that you get a big yeah. black dick in the mail? Yep. If you want to sign up for a, a big black dick, you can uh, hit me up on the email. Anyway, guys. Uh, obviously, this has been. Oh.